Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Rev up those fryers, because I am sure hungry for one Greg Hill Show. Broadcasting from beautiful and safe Brighton, Massachusetts. It's go, 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 go time. This is... Who are you? I'm out, Greg. Pleased to meet you. The Greg Hill Morning Show. Tick, tick, boom. Starring... I'm Instagram famous. <laughs> Come on, man. We go way back. You're damn right we do, Tom. You're a fraud, Greg. Greg Hill. The Nantucket topless beach season is right around the corner. And Ooh. so I am... I got to get ready for that. You know what you should have? What? Flex off. Shime and I flex yep. off, and I'm not talking about flex time because Courtney wins that when yep. I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, you, you give her a run for her money there. Featuring the original spark of the Pats dynasty, Super Bowl champion Jermaine. Uh, oh my gosh, <laughs> don't worry about it. Wiggy. From my experience growing up in the lovely city of Boston, crackheads can get you anything. So the fact that he has a rocket launcher in his car. Joined by the relationship alpha. Oh, this is going to make me sound stupid, but can't you just buy your own sex doll? Courtney Cox. Could we check in with AT&T customer Courtney Cox and find out whether this outage is going to affect her plans today? F off. I'm going to go, you know, flirt with guys. Oh, okay. All right. And accompanied by. Look at my booty in these tight pants. You know, can't stuff it in your mouth if you're on the phone. Two big brains behind the glass. Brian Hoyer, the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. Another stroke of Sweeney's. Curtis and Shime. Shime, you're the college football league, right? Or was that in trending? That was trending. Okay, in trending. <laughs> what? what are you eating? <laughs> what? what are you currently eating? <laughs> I have to have my morning snack. Now, let's get down to business. It's time to party! It's time for the Greg Hill Morning Show. Morning. Good hello, morning, everybody. <laughs> hello, good morning. Good morning, everyone. Morning. Good morning, my neighbor! On Boston Sports Original. W-E-E-I. I'm a people. W-E-E-I. When I say Greg Hill and you say show. Greg Hill. Greg Hill. Greg Hill. Show. All right. It's go, 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 go time. Let the games begin. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Tick, tick.
good, everybody. What it do, Greg? Happy Friday. Careless. Oh, it's balmy. It's balmy outside. You get your phone back, Wiggy? I did. Everything okay with your communication it device? Was. It was. And it wasn't too long after the I got off the air yesterday. Probably like 30 minutes. But it did take my daughter longer in the day and some other people. Okay. And it was more than AT&T, come to find yeah, out. Yeah, it was. It was some other carriers. And uh, don't worry. The FBI and Homeland Security are investigating, and they'll have an answer sometime within the next six months to a year right. on, on what actually happened yesterday. They're sending them to the border to figure it out. They uh, probably they probably sent in a couple tickets to IT to see if they could figure out what the issue was uh, Biden said he rented up the flagpole. Right. So we'll see. Uh, here's what I would say. It, the fact that it is 6.04. Yeah. The next morning, and we don't know, means they know, and it wasn't someone on our team. Yeah, it, was, right. yeah, it was probably a, as one might refer to them, a bad actor, Curtis. Yes. Uh, a, a nefarious uh, individual or individuals. Uh, but they're never going to tell you. I guess if, if the entire communication system of the United States of America is at risk when it comes to a simple hack, uh, they probably are not going to share that yeah. with us at, at at any at any time soon. So Do just remember? don't let it happen again. Uh, right. uh, it'll happen again. Do you remember I, when they had those consecutive days of the United States airspace and then the Canadian airspace that was infiltrated by some hacker that grounded the planes? Oh yeah, I remember. Yes, that. yes. Like yes. and then we just it just went away, and all yes. of a sudden Bitcoin went up by like sixty yes. percent in value, right? Because that's what they used to pay off the hackers. Yeah, well, Shime's actually in a Reddit with that dude. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we communicate all the time. <laughs> um, how are you, Shime? I'm great, Greg. How are you? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I feel great about the seventh straight win by my Boston Celtics. Mm. Not so great about my Boston Bruins. What do you know? Another overtime loss. Mm. They can't. I mean, they win a couple in overtime, then they lose one in overtime, and then I sit here and I start to think ahead to the first round of the playoffs, mm. and I get PTSD of a sports nature. Yeah, it's just, it's hard with this team. The inconsistency is bad. They were sluggish in the first period, and it bit them in the ass. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, and, and then in overtime, you just, you can't win it, and it is what it is. Like, that's just what this team, they're now, I want to say they're like 7-12 and 12 in overtime games or something like that this year. It's bad. Curtis yeah. is the hockey guy. That, that goalie did stand on his head oh, last night. I yeah, mean, 100%. And, like, what was it, at one point in the game, they doubled you up on shots on goal or something like that. Maybe through like the first period and a half. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh? I mean, well, Calgary's been their bugaboo. They lose both games to them this year. But here's the issue: the Bruins, after all the regular season success, are not a team. I feel that the rest of the NHL is like, oh my god, I don't want to go up against them in the first or second round of the playoffs. I feel like they were worse Bruins regular season teams with Tuca that were far more intimidating or a a playoff force yeah, than this they're hockey not, team. I, they're certainly not, and you use the intimidating word, they're not a physically intimidating team. They're not, would you call them a tough team? No, team? well, I think you're just saying like a team you're scared to play because they're but, so good. Right, but in both elements. Like, okay. I mean, you know, we all know the the, the the Big Bad Bruins and the Bruins with Sean that, Thornton that won the what, cup. Yeah, that's what different. I'm talking about. Like, I yeah, they're probably not a team that anybody's afraid to play, but they're also not, they lack toughness. They, la- they lack, they lack somebody who's, you know, and it's unfortunate that the, Milan Lucic thing didn't work out because maybe he would have 
been able to provide some of that or whatever, but there's just nobody that you're afraid of on the hockey team. Nobody. But well, isn't the I league changed though? Like in the new NHL, and no, it hasn't. I, I, like I mean, it. are you? Are there other teams where you go, "Oh, we're scared of that guy on that team, that enforcer, their big hitters." When you look at the team, isn't it really about skill and finesse than it is about physicality? No, it's still about having guys who can run you all up and down over the ice and into the boards. Like I, I and you know what I, that happens? You know the edge the Bruins had a couple years ago. It went to Vegas. With Bruce Cassidy, because yeah. Cassidy was a guy that had an edge to him. I think there was a different, a different style mm-hmm. that he implemented than than Monty. Is does. that what Vegas is now? I don't watch enough of them. Are they? I have, a- I have the hockey package uh-huh. and I watch it, but I haven't gotten to last night's game yet. But, okay. I mean, the Golden Knights lost last night to the. I don't know who they lost. That was like seven to three. But but either way, the, the issue here for me is that we have two winner teams both leading their respective conference. The Bruins still have, I think this morning, even though they have more games played, lead the NHL in points. The Celtics are the far greater championship Mm -hmm. threat. The Bruins, I think it's a successful season of the Bruins advance in the playoffs and they get to the second round. The Celtics have to win it all. I'm not, they do have to win it all. I'm not worried about the Celtics though. I just want health. That's it. Yeah, right. Celtics expectations are you should definitely get there. Right. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, uh, and heads up, I got this head, nose, congestion thing that everybody in the world seems to have. I I, I don't know what it is. I uh, Anybody else sick? Yeah, I, 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 I'm I, getting something. I, I, I thought it was I James. Fine. Can blame I, you. Yeah, I st- it started yesterday. It got worse last night. I could barely, I could barely sleep last night. I... But I'm here. You know how it is, Curtis. I come to work. It doesn't matter how I feel. I, it's about you and about, oh. about everybody else. When, when so. I was when I have a tough time sleeping, I put on draft prep. Mm. <laughs> I'm triple boosted, so I'm good. <laughs> also, I think at some point on the show this morning, I know we got a lot to get to, but based on what has happened to me the last, I don't know, ten. Work days in the morning before I leave Echelon. I need. I may need a douche move ruling Ooh. at some point on the show. This the time. rare Ooh. Greg douche. Yeah, move. I may. I may need one. So. I love it. That's usually because right. he's the douche. We got. We have. <laughs> we, I heard douche that. Douche on douche crime. I heard that. We got a lot. <laughs> we have a lot to get to on this morning show, including today's leads coming up in just about ten minutes at six twenty-five. And then they said it at 7. That's a quick back and forth on what they said yesterday in sports. And we'll talk about Jason Tatum, who has his jock in a bunch over those who say he needs to win a title to be the best in the league. So we'll hear what Jason Tatum said about that yesterday, among other things, at 7. As we get ready to head to Fort Myers next week, Sox appeal coming up on this show at 7.20. News with Shime filling in for Courtney at 7.30. And what are we doing with Chris Curtis coming up at 8.30? And a question about what one city here in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts is spending their COVID cash on. That is coming up. During what are we doing at eight thirty with Chris Curtis? If you would like to be on the show, the number to call is six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. If it is preferable to you to text the show, you can text 
on the Subaru of New England text line, which is 37937. Bunch of ways that you can consume the show, of course, uh, on the radio, on any of the radio frequencies that we have for you all over New England. You can stream this show today at weei.com. You can download the Odyssey app, and then you can listen to this show in real time whenever you want on the Odyssey app. And you can also watch this show on Twitch. Just go to Twitch and follow WEEI. And this show on Twitch is presented by Elite Vodka. And you can watch this show on YouTube as well. And good morning and hello uh, and good day to those who are already doing that on either one of those platforms. And here is Shime in Courtney's absence with what is trending first thing this morning. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now, brought to you by Cars for Kids. Your Boston Bruins lost 3-2 in overtime last night to the Calgary Flames. Charlie Coyle had both goals in the game for the Bees. Jim Montgomery was disappointed with the team's start in the game. Here's what Monty said after the game. I, I just think that it's a natural progression. I hated our start, but we were sluggish. You know, and then uh, we were better in the second, and I thought our legs were the best in the third. The Bruins are off today, but they head to Vancouver to take on the Canucks tomorrow night. All-star break rust? Mm, not for the Boston Celtics. They got the win in Chicago last night, 129-112. to 112. Friend of the program, Derek White, had a game-high 28 mm. points. Oh, that it. makes it seven straight wins for the Seas as they head to New York to take on the Knicks tomorrow night. Tip-off for that one at 8.30. Pretty confident in the way this Celtics team is playing. They yeah. are they dominant. Ju- they they just, they, at one point, they had like a 14-point lead. They lost it, and they, they kind of just like took their foot off the gas. But it just seems like when they want to put their foot on the gas, they just run away from everybody. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, Greg, yesterday we discussed um, the players in the Major League Baseball being upset with the uniforms and the quality of the uniforms. Well, now they're issuing yet another complaint about the uniforms. Yeah, just... This might be my lead oh. if you're going in a certain direction. Okay, then I will. I will refrain from continuing. Okay, right. we'll Go. get to it. It's we'll a follow. It. It's a follow up on what you and I spoke about pre-show meeting yesterday. That grew into an. I shouldn't say grow. That uh, became blossomed. Blo- oh man! <laughs> you got to be very careful. <laughs> There were a couple glaring issues mm. with the uniform that were on display yesterday. Uh, is that wait. is that what you were going to do here? Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes. So save it. I'll do it because there's a, there's a whole visual thing. I, save right. it for, can you just save it for my okay. lead? I got you, Greg. I, I, hey, this is an organic tease for your lead. Okay. Guys. Spence is right. killing me right now. Is it, Wiggy? I am right. so interested. <laughs> okay. I feel like I, I have an idea. You have an idea? I feel, okay. but I don't know. All right. And the 2024 uh, MLS regular season gets underway for the New England Revolution tomorrow night as they head to D.C. to take on D.C. United. Trending was brought to you by Cars for Kids. The easy way to donate your car, donate today, and your uh, car can be picked up tomorrow. Uh, Shime, uh, you're missing kind of a big story. What did I miss? Uh, we discussed it yesterday. Uh, the next great one, Charlie Woods, took to the course. <laughs> Uh, rough day for him. He had a 12 on the seventh hole. Ooh. He finished with an 86. Huh. 
That would be 16 over par at mm. the Lost Lake Golf Club. Huh. Should be Lost Ball Golf Golf Club. All right, 86 uh, is not good. Not no. good. So, uh, Charlie, not quite at the pros yet. Uh, so. I will say 86, good for Sean. Right. Uh, hey, I'd take not, an 86. Not good for Charlie Woods. I was actually streaming it on ESPN Plus, uh-huh. and the 12, the guy on ESPN said he shined it. Uh, I was like, oh, Thank you, I appreciate that. Uh, he did say you were svelte. So. Oh, look at that. Uh, Trending Now brought to you by Cars for Kids, the easy way to donate your car. Donate today and your car can be picked up tomorrow. Call 877-CARS-FOR-KIDS today or donate online at carsforkids.com. Remember, that's cars with a K. That- told me, to, I, I kid you not, two days ago that he thinks he can shave four to six shots off of his golf game because of his weight loss. 100%. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. I'm going to get power? to 80 this year. More power in the hips. <laughs> it's all in the hips. Yeah, but, yes. but I would say I have never seen a um, a self-esteem turnaround like I have with time. Oh, you think he has more? I thought he had plenty of self-esteem heading into this I, weight I, loss I was not. I was not d- demeaning his self-esteem at the beginning. Huh. It has certainly um, exploded. As uh, Courtney would say. I see. Do you feel like you have more confidence? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just gaining more and more. The more weight that comes off my body, wow. the more confidence I'm gaining. Okay. Bedroom confidence, too. Okay. You're not going to be one of these guys. A bit of a who, swagger. You're not going to be one of these guys <laughs> who loses a ton of weight. And then you stop hanging out with everybody that you hung out oh, God, w- with no. before and everything. Right? No, uh, of course not. I still okay. love all my friends. See, he's okay. in the weight loss phase right now of kind of like getting that, like losing that weight, hot or weight loss. But then we still got to get to the shine bulking up phase. That's yeah, when yeah, he yeah. really takes a, tw- a turn. And then he's getting the sleeve, right? The, yeah. The, yep. All the tattoos. Then it becomes the tattoo phase. I'm oh, going to yeah. come in over the summer with like one of the uh, like uh, uh, muscle sweatshirts where it's just like the sleeves are cut off. Oh, up. Yes. I'll be rocking it. I'll yeah. be ready to go. All right. Oh, I thought you were talking about the one that you wear on Halloween where it dresses you like you have the muscles. But no, no. Like, like kind of what the rock wins. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, the rock exactly. and shine are often confused. <laughs> 37 degrees, drizzle in Boston. Afternoon high of 44, guys. 81 Wednesday, sunny in Ooh. Fort Myers when we arrive next week. You can touch it, smell it, it so sweet, but it makes no difference Friday, Courtney, one more day off, and then she will join us on Monday from Florida, where she is, and then we will join her in Florida on Wednesday, first show at JetBlue Park, and three straight Southwest Florida road shows, and while we're there, we will be at Ore and Iron on Thursday night, which is in Naples, and that is a place that is owned and operated by the incredible 110 Grill people and the incredible Eviva Trattoria people. Okay. So we're going to be there out on the patio. I can't believe I'm saying this considering Uh. how miserable the the weather is this morning with the rain and everything. By the way, just normal note, give yourself an extra hour and a half because no one in Massachusetts or in New England knows how to drive in the rain. Um, the worst but, thing that came out of the pandemic, whenever there's any weather, whether it's rain, sleet, snow, people go 40 in the fast lane. <laughs> All right. If, if you're scared of the weather, that's fine. Do it in the slow lane. Yes. Yeah. It is so irritating. I think maybe people, some people forgot how to drive or <laughs> yeah. whatever. Oh, yeah. what anyway, sorry. But, Carry on. Um, you're talking anyway. about the patio. Yeah, we'll be out on the patio. 
We will have appetizers for you. And I hope you will come by on Thursday. I think we're doing 6 until 8. So if you're listening in the Fort Myers, Naples region on the Odyssey app, then I would love to hang out with you for a pregame on Thursday night of next week, and we'll keep you updated on that, and we'll get ready for some fun and some excitement about the Boston Red Sox, which we could all use, Curtis. So. I mean, I, I feel like we're going to – right now we have a little bit of a cold. I yeah. think we're going to come back Friday with pennant fever. <laughs> I hope so. I can't wait. Uh, all right. By the way, text for you. Yep. On the Subaru of New England text line. Good morning. Which, uh, which reads, only Curtis would take joy in reporting a story that a 15-year-old did bad at a PGA golf event. All right. I don't know who you are. I would just say, good morning. And uh, if you want to go back, I think it was early in the show yesterday. Wiggy and I did a little back and forth about mm-hmm. Charlie Woods, which is about, you know, we've, we've talked about it a couple different occasions. Yeah, it was, it was my lead yesterday. It okay, was the, great. Uh, early. He was trying to qualify for a PGA event at the age of 15. And I think verbatim I said, Charlie Woods has, seems like a fine young man. I don't know anything about him. I just, he's not going to be Tiger. And that this is, Wiggy thinks he's all of a sudden ahead of his dad's pace. Uh, and mm-hmm. I said, that is absolutely insane. He's like the 35th, 100th ranked junior golfer. And so when he shot an 86, it was really an indirect shot at Wiggy. Mm-hmm. And uh, Charlie Woods just happened to get some shrapnel. I, I really hope he has a wonderful day. But I'm, I I do know that Charlie is grateful that you took offense on his behalf. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yes. I think Charlie's might even be better than his dad one day. Uh, okay. Because <laughs> he's not going to have the Denny IHOP waitress thing. He might. No, no. He's going to learn. You you generally learn from your father's mistakes. That's true. Well, <laughs> Tiger didn't learn from his father. Or he actually did learn <laughs> from his father. And that's why he ended up Break the uh, curse. having his issues. Yeah. The curse. The family curse. The illness. The father had the illness. Yes. Uh, all right. Well, we got a lot to get to on this morning's show, including they said it at 7. So one half an hour from now, that's a quick back and forth on what they said yesterday in sports. And we'll talk about what Jason Tatum said in the direction of those who say he must win an NBA title in order to be the best in the league. That will be one of the things that we talk about during they said it at 7. But right now, let's get right to this. This is the Greg Hill Show. Time now for The Lead. That's a good one, Sean. Let it breathe. Let it breathe. Here come the jesters. One, two, three. It's all part of my fantasy. Great song. They have some great songs, Shine. Bad Company. That's what I noticed. I was going through their catalog. I heard this one, really liked this one, which is why I chose it to lead today. But I was like, I was surprised how many good songs they had. They're one of the bands that has a song, a hit song, that is also the name of the band. So their name is Bad Company. They have a song called Bad Company, which yeah. was a hit. And also Feel Like Making Love is one of my favorites. Yeah, that's a great one. All right, I don't feel like I'm kind of sick today, so uh, no DMs. 
ladies. Uh, <laughs> the, le- the leads, I do not feel like making love today. Oh, they, it might be the weather. The the uh, or the or the extra weight. Yeah. Uh, the the leads this morning are brought to you by Northeast Electrical. Northeast Electrical, New England's full service electrical distributor, provides electrical products and services for electrical pros all across the region. Forty locations serving the trade or at needco.com, Northeast Electrical, where pros need pros. Shime, good morning. Good morning, Greg. Uh so this Boston Bruins team continues to frustrate me. If mm-hmm. you didn't hear it yesterday with Mike Milbury, he agree- he smarter at uh, hockey than I am, but agreed with exactly how I perceived this Bruins team in that they're just unbelievably inconsistent. They at times look like the best team in hockey and at other times look like the Phoenix Coyotes. And so last night, another example, you come out of the gate and you weren't playing well at all. You played awful to start that game. And then immediately you decide, I'm just going to turn it around now. This team needs to play 60 minutes. One time, for the love of God, just play a full 60. I know it sounds stupid and cliche, but I need you to go out. I need you to play from the first minute of the game to the last minute of the game. No in between. Because if you do that, you're probably going to beat down on some schmuck team 4-1 to because you're really good. Well, you get, uh, of late, you get a 4-1 to lead and you blow it like they did with Edmonton. And by the way, I was. Did you watch the pregame? Uh, Billy Jaffe said he thought that game the other night was the best game in the NHL this, against Edmonton. This, yes, this season. How does a blown four-one lead lead to the best I, I, game I, in the season? Because seasons? it went to overtime. You know, because they came back. It went to overtime. I, 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 I maybe it was interesting if you're an Oilers fan. Mm-hmm. It was. It was not in any way, shape, or form, in my opinion, the best game of the NHL season. I. I but but anyway, you're right. They just. And the overtime thing, uh, you know, you think they're going to turn it around. They win back-to-back overtime games, and then they lose that one last night in overtime. It feels like the only two guys that can, like, grip this team from the depths of uh, those those absolute horrible blow or like uh, uh, blown leads are Brad Marchand and Charlie McAvoy. Those guys will reach down into the depths of hell and pull this team out on occasion. They can't do it every night, though. This team needs to be better from the first minute to the last, and they need to do it in order to win in the playoffs. Okay, Shime, thank you very much, Curtis. Good morning, Greg Wiggy Shime. Well, old Shime. Bad news. The all-you-can-eat buffet mm-hmm. is no more. What? At Red Lobster. Really? And oh, okay. I believe this will have a cascading effect on restaurant chains worldwide. Mm-hmm. Americans ate far too much all-you-can-eat shrimp <laughs> for $25. Uh-huh. The price point was initially initially 20 Slowly, Red Lobster brought it up to $25. Uh-huh. But the CEO noted the last quarter... Red Lobster lost nearly $13 million, due mm. in large part to customers taking advantage mm. of the all-you-can-eat shrimp option yeah. at Red Lobster. Well, what did they expect? I mean, the thing is advertised as all-you-can-eat. Right. So I go in there. I'm looking at it like more shrimp. I like it's all I can eat. Right. I can eat more shrimp. That's it. Shrimps are tiny. Go until you can't it, go no more. I mean, the average American, was this only in the Midwest or was it everywhere in the country? It was in the United I, okay, States. I would, I would imagine that the average American in the Midwest can stuff 40, 50, 60 shrimp in them. 
I, I like they need to load it down with pasta and sauce. My yes. mom would always cite the Joan Rivers quote, which is, "If you can't see the ocean, don't eat the fish." But that obviously was not taken up by right. all the people. Like, I, if you're in Iowa and you order shrimp, I I would question your mentality. But nonetheless, uh, Red Lobster will no longer be offering their mm. ultimate all-you-can-eat shrimp option. Okay. And I have fear that this may be going across the food industry. Is this going to affect the Olive Garden pasta pass, uh, where one, if if you're lucky enough to get one, you get free pasta all year oh, long? Is that what that is at the... the at the Olive Garden. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's going to affect that. Don't they have unlimited, unlimited garlic bread, too? I think they do. Yeah, so... I think they, well, they used to. They probably yeah. won't anymore. We as, long as, they, as long as it doesn't affect any of the Chinese food buffets... I'm happy. Okay. America is safe with bottomless salads. Those will yes. never be something that would cost yeah. you. All right. Well, we need to find a candidate for president who can save the all-you-can-eat buffet in this country. They I don't care about cell phone service. Right. I care about the all-you-can-eat buffet. Thank you, Curtis. Well done. Wiggy, good morning. All right. Good morning. So for us deep diver football guys like Shy, myself, my man, Grish, Monday, it starts. The NFL Combine will start on Monday, and what we'll do is we'll start to get some whispers, but I know we won't get the live coverage until Thursday. Jaden Daniels will be there. All the players will be there. So for all you football fans that really love to see guys in spandex with tight shirts on and chimes biceps out, oiled up, you'll get to start to see that next week. And now as all Patriots fans, this is the first step on where the whispers and rumors, because a lot of whispers come out of that combine. That's when a lot of elbows and, you know, start to rub a little bit. So it'll be interesting to see what some of the whispers are, but it'll also be interesting to see what some of the guys do that we're going to be looking at if they actually participate, whether it's Marvin Harrison Jr., Jaden Daniels, Drake May, and some of these other guys that potentially could be landing spots for the New England Patriots. Um, Now, you, uh, if I'm correct, you are still, when it comes to the Patriots, Mm-hmm. And if they remain at number three, yep, and the player is available, you are still a huge Jaden Daniels. I am guy. still Jaden Daniels all day long, all day long. I, I have, I got to deep dive a little bit more into if Jaden Daniels goes second, do I want Drake May or do I want Marvin Harrison Jr.? But as of right now, I'm hoping that Jaden Daniels. Is there. Do you still think that Caleb Williams is going to go number one? Like I, I do. I, you yeah. do? Yeah. I, I think probably. Does, I don't think he should, but I think he probably will. Okay. Is there a betting line? If he doesn't, if he cries, uh, it's, uh, it's, I, I just think his his on field play, just based off of you know being in college and everything, is outweighs everything else, you know. I mean, there's plenty of things. He's a guy who was demanding equity if he was drafted. He wanted to be Yeah, that happens all the time. It it really does Eli Manning said he's not going to San Diego. Okay, but that wasn't the same thing. John Elway said he's not going. Nobody has ever demanded that if you're going to draft me, you have to give me a part of the team. Nobody's ever said that. I think that was was a little bit tongue-in-cheek. No, no, it wasn't. Yes, I do. Okay. I mean, if you could fall for that, you could fall for anything, is what my mama used to say. Okay. I would just say this though when it comes to the Patriots approach mm-hmm. not to go back to Belichick but to defend him wouldn't it be clear like we know with Nikhil Harry mm-hmm. that Bill went on his own and talked to this guy Todd Christian or Smith there was an, an assistant coach at Arizona State okay. that he listened to when drafting Nikhil Harry 
the same entire crew that was advising the Patriots in their scouting apparatus remains intact. And if there were players that Elliot Wolf had wanted Bill to take, mm-hmm. wouldn't we know by now? Like the inverse of the Nikhil Harry, like yeah. Elliot Wolf wanted them to take Micah Parsons and trade up, whatever. Yeah. Like we, everything is still the same except Bill Belichick, and we're led to believe that the draft is going to be exponentially better because of that. Well, because we were told that even though there are still guys that were there, it was a one man show. It was all yeah. Bill. So well, those other guys didn't have input. It's funny you bring that up because, and they said it. We're actually going to get to a clip from a draft expert who believes that uh, those days of the Patriots only drafting guys that they believe are perfect fits for their organization are over. Really? Yeah, basically okay. throws it all on Bill. Great tease, Shime. Love Thank it. you. Can't wait. Wiggy, thank you. You got it. Yesterday, I think it was yesterday, we discussed the frustration that many Major League Baseball players are feeling when it comes to the new uniform construction this season. Uniforms for the first time ever are. I think they were designed by Nike, and they they are being manufactured by fanatics. And so the uh, most many Major League Baseball players have issues with lots of things about the uniforms. Uh, they are in many cases uh, apparently too tight. Uh, the their name on the back is too small. You know, you you, you name it. They're pissed about it because they're baseball players. However, uh, yesterday, I believe we saw a serious potential issue, and I do mean saw, when it comes to the pants uh, this upcoming Major League Baseball season because they appear to be, in many cases, see-through. And if you're watching the show on Twitch, mm. oh my. Uh, it was photo, photo day, and the <laughs> okay. Giants infielder Casey Schmidt mm-hmm. uh Took this photo, and uh, unfortunately, uh, you can take a look at that, and you can tell exactly what religion uh, he uh, he might be. <laughs> uh, there's there's a real issue when it comes to the groin area, and what one is now able to see through these new baseball pants. In fact, I don't know. I don't know about you. But those look rubbed up to me. Mm. Oh, uh, I, think I, I need the ump. I need the ump to see if those have been rubbed up. <laughs> I, so I understand the concern. I, like I, I, I mean, uh, th- this is a real concern for Major League Baseball players. I mean, whoever I, designed them, you got to say ballsy move, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean. Honestly, it gives whole new meaning to the ball boy. Like, like, let's get the ball boy. Let's get the ball boy, or the ball girl over here to help adjust things. Right, I just, I just hope that nobody has a nut allergy. Yeah, well, you know, a, a lot of people dealing with that. It's a, it is a real issue, and uh, I guess the question is not whether Casey is at bat. It's whether Casey is at balls uh, uh, in this particular Let me uh, just issue. say this. The Giants not going to be able to pull off the hidden balls trick. No, they won't. <laughs> no, they won't. Curtis. We know one guy who doesn't uh, wear a cup. <laughs> so I just, I mean, I really, they got to find a way to fix that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are probably some, I'm guessing, some fans who mm-hmm. might go to a game for that very reason. Oh, Courtney's, all of Courtney's I, I, friends are going to love it. <laughs> yeah, the Jason that, Kelsey crowd. That, that's probably going to be on the right. Courtney 
uh, group chat, the the uh, D pick group chat uh, this morning. I would assume. Isn't that more like a B pick? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's play two. <laughs> <laughs> Those are today's leads. Oh. Thank you very And we got them in right on time, by the way. We nailed this it. Morning. Coming up at 7, they said it. That's a quick back and forth on what they said yesterday in sports. Sox appeal coming up at 7.20 on this show. Interesting what one former Boston Red Sox player said about Alex Cora. And we'll get to that. During Sox Appeal at 7.20 in advance of our trip to Fort Myers next week. And the news with Shime coming up at 7.30 on today's show. Your team's effort on the road in 2024, you still have a lost in regulation. You've been away from it. Didn't realize that until you said that. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's something you, you want to keep building on. And I think that's... Uh, yeah, it's a decent part of our game where you go on the road. It's not always easy, especially, you know, if you're playing a back-to-back or not. Like, it's always going to be a tough one in someone else's building. And But just to play the right way, to give a gutsy effort and, and play well for the most part, you know, there's going to be lapses as we talked about. But to grind it out if you have to, whatever the game calls for, and, and get these points, all these points add up. And we, we want to make sure we, we kind of rack up as many as we can. And sometimes you get a grind your way to do that. Like I said, it kind of stings when you don't get the, the full two, but you can't you can't really fault our effort too much. That's Charlie Coyle last night. Bruins lose in overtime, and let's go ahead and hang a haven't lost in regulation on the road banner as soon as possible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess, Who yeah, you have, uh, if your glass is half full, mm-hmm. then you played back-to-backs on the road, and you walked out of there with a point, and so, uh, okay, I, Shime, you were, you see that 781 text on the Subaru of New England text line, which says, Shime is always whining about the Bruins on this show, yes, Sounds about right. Uh, and never offers any solution when it comes to fixing the problems. So well, I don't, I don't, I don't know that that's true. But I, I, yeah, I, I mean, look, I, I think you need to address some of the issues defensively. You've been struggling; like it's been porous at times. I think you know, and Greg's going to hate me for saying this. Matt Grizzlick is a big reason for that. I don't, I don't particularly like the way he plays defense. I'm sorry, yeah. he's probably a great dude. I don't really care. I don't want him on my hockey team at the moment. Yeah, I don't uh, care anymore. If I see the guy in the elevator, I mm-hmm. see the guy in the elevator. I, I, he's, he's, he has been that Donnie Sweeney type defenseman that Donnie loves because that's what Donnie was when he played for the Bruins. Was, uh, you know, a small gritty defenseman. I, they just I, don't have. Lindholm has been an absolute epic disappointment this season. Um, and he was great in the regular season last year, kind of disappeared in the playoffs and then continued it this year. Uh, now you got the injury thing to deal with with those guys, mm-hmm. and you don't. Curtis brought it up earlier. The team is not – they're not intimidating. Like, And, and I don't know. You, you know, you can look at it both ways. Wiggy was kind of arguing like he always does. Is that intimidating? You know, are they not intimidating when it comes to the talent? Or are they not intimidating when it comes to the toughness? I personally think they lack physical toughness on this hockey team. They do. 
Yeah, but like, I think that's more like uh, a product of the NHL in general, right? Like what I said, man. teams are there? Right. Like, there's not <laughs> many. That's just not the way the game is played anymore. This and, is and not so- 1988, Greg. This, that's not the style of hockey. The style of hockey is guys play with skill and they use their their speed, their talent, and they're not. There's not a lot of and Chime Chime watches it probably more than I do. There's not a lot of these big hits. It's not a lot of like guys are afraid to go in the corners no more because this it's team. Di- it's different come playoff time. Uh, I'm it's just still gonna the tell, same. I'm gonna tell both of you that yes, it is, but. and I would say that the Bruins. I mean, I think it's perfect. We didn't plan this, but the Bruins being patted on the back for not losing a regulation game on the road this year is sort of what they become with Monty, which is point accumulators in the regular season where you're going to lead your division, you're going to be at the top of your conference, you might even win the President's Trophy again, but you're not a team that other teams are intimidated by on or off the ice. I don't find the Bruins in any way. What happened last year was they were a paper tiger. We all saw it. They lost three straight games after having the best statistical season in the history of hockey. And now this year, they're back at the top of their conference. But if they open the playoffs today, would you, would anybody be shocked if they lost again in seven games in the first round? No, and I'm sorry. The Lightning aren't a tough hockey team? The Panthers aren't a tough hockey team? I, I would say uh, the I mean, Panthers might be, yeah. but like, I don't think the Lightning are. Is, no. Vegas, is Vegas considered a tough hockey team? I, I, they were in the playoffs. Like I, I, I don't know. I, I like. Again, I don't know I, what you're looking for in today's game. Like I don't know if you're what you're. The like, Lightning have also been dramatically below average this year at times. Yeah, and I, I mean, I you're you're looking for the the days of the big bad Bruins and guys throwing their no, bodies. No, I'm looking for a little tiny little bit of physicality. It's not how the I'm games looking- played today, Greg. Sorry to tell you. You know, I'm not like, a, you know, watching any. I'm not like Curtis. I don't have the NHL package. Well, it's great. But, I would recommend it. But Center ice. the game is played with skill. That's what the game's But You look at Edmonton. Edmonton's, Edmonton is a team, you know, that is played with skill. Regular of- season it is, but in the postseason, if you want to get that cup, if you want to hoist Lord Stanley mm-hmm. over your head, it is will over skill. But yeah. will is different Wait, I'm not, I think than you toughness, think, though. I think you think I'm talking about... You know, a goon and fighting. So what are you talking about? I'm talking about moving guys out when they are camped out in front of your goaltender. And your goaltender has an issue when it comes to handing uh, rebounds to everybody every, every shot. So I'm talking about defensemen who are big and strong and can knock somebody out of the crease. That's what I'm talking about. So, and, and this team doesn't really have that, like... Charlie, remove Charlie McAvoy from the discussion. Mm-hmm. He's been great this season. I, but other than that, it's an issue. It's a giant issue to me when it comes to the playoffs. So I think, so. Curtis, you might make a better point. I is, am a hockey guy. Is it the will or, uh, you know, that ability to kind of, <clears throat> excuse me, play not when an like that you have this built-in edge, but you're willing to go the extra mile. You're willing to push guys out of in front of the net. You're willing to throw your body around. It doesn't have to be big. And, you know, we we all talk about the hit that um, – who, who was the defenseman, little short kid that we had here for a couple of years? Oh, uh, and then he oh, went to St. Down the ice. St. Louis. I was just thinking of him. He yeah. used to join the show. Uh, he was on – yes. Tory Crew. Tory Crew. Hockey guy. Yeah, right. So Tory that's Krug. like a will, right? Is it – and that's different. Maybe playoff hockey is more about the team that imposes their will, 
But you keep Do saying. Do you think that they got out physical by Florida last year when it came to the playoffs? I think that they. I think that they got up on Florida and then they took Florida lightly, and then they okay. fell asleep. Well, you, uh, you, and they were I, up three one in the you series. You and I, you and I disagree. And by the way, you disagree with nearly everybody who is. No, te- I don't disagree texting, with everybody. Everybody who's texting the show. Do you read the text line? No, I don't read the text hey, line. Greg, is, Greg is right. Nine seven eight texter. Greg is right. Florida pushed us around last year. Uh, uh, here's what I would say: What, what, Kachuk, the, what we need a Kachuk type tough guy. That texter. Kachuk says. went to BC. I know mm-hmm. all things hockey. Um, so what? What the Bruins in? It was Krug in that. It was yeah, against the Blues Krug. in the Stanley Cup. Yeah, he got his helmet knocked off right. and he went all the way down the ice right. and destroyed a guy. What the Bruins do not possess is a guy that can reshape the momentum of a game or in the playoffs a series with physical play that is intimidating in any way to the opposing team. That is not something that, you know, Sean Thornton was in a key cog, old Lucic, who's no longer part of the team, but there were players, Chara, you replaced Chara with McAvoy. McAvoy, as talented a defenseman as there is in the NHL, not exactly physically imposing. Right. So, I mean, that's right. what this team is lacking. Yeah. All right. Anyway, um, the positive, I guess, is they have yet to lose a game on the road. In regulation. Which is wrong, by the uh, way. Uh, <laughs> Whoever asked Coyle about that stat is wrong. They literally lost a game on the road in the first month of the season to the Detroit Red Wings. Well, uh, see, there you go. Well, Coyle's so we can, from Rockport. We cannot hang the banner. Nope, no banner hanging. No, no banner. Okay. Um, welcome to your show. Courtney remains in Florida. We'll join her there next week, starting on Wednesday. But she will be with us on Monday. If her Instagram is any indication. Mm-hmm. She can't wait for the bikini cam to fire up and launch on Monday. I uh, find people that do this show remotely from Florida to be really lacking in their desire <laughs> to help the yeah, show. Yeah, I think you're right about that, Curtis. <laughs> they don't care about the show. Nope. Uh, we will get to, they said it, a quick back and forth on what they said yesterday in Sports Next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Curtis, correction on the Subaru of New England text line. I know you're a hockey guy, but Kachuk went to BU, not BC, according, yeah. to, according to many texters. Okay. So. All right. It was a different Kachuk I was referring to. He was a third liner. <laughs> All right. There is a few Kachuks out there. Uh, hockey moron. Uh, Good morning. Good morning to you, sunshine. <laughs> Hope you have a great Friday. Coming up, 7.30, the news with Shime. Didn't the beer before liquor never sicker rule come up on this show recently? At yeah. Some, at some point. It All right. did. Science apparently taking a flamethrower to that, and we'll get to that during the news with Shime filling in for Courtney, who will be back with us on Monday morning. This is Joe in the car. Hey, Joe. Hell man, good morning, guys. Good morning. What's up? Hell man, I'm a little concerned, but it seems like uh, you're always talking about guys' junks, man. I mean, give me an example. Give, junk, give me... Now you're looking at pictures of guys' junks. Joe, give me. I mean, <laughs> Joe, I'm give... a little. Nothing's wrong. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Joe, I just wanted to me... know if there was somebody you wanted to say on the air. You know what I mean? Are you done talking, Joe? You kind of go. Yeah, on yeah, and... yeah. I'm done, but I'm okay. Done. It's called a conversation because you say something and then we respond. Uh, the, yeah, okay. Well, okay. I know you always hang up on me, so I try to get everything. Well, I hang up on you because because your call quality is D minus at best. Um, okay, all right. I gotta get a new phone. Uh, okay. It's not phone quality. It's, uh, it's I like Joe's con- calls. It's content <laughs> content quality. Yeah, other than today, which is a major news story in my mm-hmm. lead about Major League Baseball uniforms and the pants being see through. Other than that, give me another example of when I am talking about, as you said, junk. Well, you've talked about your junk, how big it is. Like okay, all right. I don't think you have. Fight. Call back. You can't keep a girlfriend. You always, you got one girl. You got Courtney's ready. You let, let, that lasted what one day. Then you got okay. another girl. All I right. mean, I'm just, I'm just saying. You know, okay. Uh, all I gotta say, my money's Joe. down with you. That's all I gotta say. All you right, know what Joe. I mean? Joe, we're getting word of a massive <laughs> national outage when it comes to your cell carrier. We have to go. A lot of packages uh, out there, man. Apparently. Well, there's an issue when it comes. That was my lead this morning. Mm-hmm. An issue when it comes to Major League Baseball and their new uniforms. Right. And um, it's certainly, I would be careful if you're calling your cable provider today. Mm-hmm. I would make sure you get the right thing when you order the MLB package. Right. The true definition I, of see, you notice I like I can't even finish a line over here. Oh, I thought somebody, she was done. Without somebody, what do you mean you thought I was done? I was I was speaking and oh, you're interrupting well, me. You stop speaking. You're interrupting me on the punchline because you can't uh, wait to talk. You stop speaking. You can't. Did you wait, not hear Joe? Once you I, stop, that's when I jump I, in. I, I didn't. I didn't even finish what I was saying. All right, get to your punchline. I, I think we need to have a safe word. For me, it's foliage. So when, when when you feel like someone is taking your taking your words, or no, 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 that's a conversation. I don't know what great comes okay, conversation. So when you talk, can, I, mean, I talk. Jump in. We jump in. Uh, I'll just let you talk. Go just ahead. Keep talking. Over Go ahead. Talk Punchline. Talk over everybody. Punchline. So I can no, laugh. Let's keep doing it. Go ahead. Nope. All right. Uh-huh. Sean, get the thing dropped. Okay. Ready, Sean. I feel like my dads are fighting. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, um, I have we, something about your lead about the. Uh, no. Yeah. What? I think that there is the potential. I've seen this theory floated about. That they are doing the pants this way as a means to sell underwear. So you'll see, like, the Nike swoosh. 
Mm. or the Reebok thing or, you know, got Under Armour, <laughs> Under Armour. Uh-huh. Uh, any of those types of uh, brands uh-huh. will be able to be sold as a means of covering up the Johnson mm-hmm. and uh, getting attention to the that region of the pant. Mm. So it could be a, 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 a financial decision by Major mm. League Baseball. Good point. You done? Carry on. Okay. That is a really good point. <laughs> this is going to be a bumpy one. <laughs> anything else? Coach? No, I, no, no, I, I was. Right, coach, I really you interrupt anything else. <laughs> I can do this all re- day, by hey, the way. So can I. I, I really like uh, the. I could see them doing that though, because it is a great advertisement, and who doesn't love a good Johnson? Okay, now who wants to go next? I'm no, 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 no. Wiki can run the show. No, I'm gonna. He's I'm, gonna run the show. I'm he's gonna step back. It. He's got it. I he gotta wait sit. for Greg's joke. No, you can. Uh, don't worry about it. Go ahead. Don't just say whatever comes to your mind the minute you think it. Okay, that's great radio. <laughs> it's really great uh, radio. Oh, got it. What I do? I'll just, wait. Uh, just let the as soon as somebody else starts talking, immediately you stopped. Huh? You stopped talking. I didn't. I didn't finish my line. <laughs> I didn't know you had a joke set up. I, 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 that's the point. So if you just let me finish. If you just let me finish, I could have got there. I don't know if you've ever seen Eddie Murphy on stage. Might not have been a great joke, but there was an attempt in there, and I just would like to finish the line. That's it. I don't know if you've ever been to a comedy show. Once a comedian stops, that's generally when you yell. I didn't stop. Do we have to to play the audio for you? I'm sure we can. Shime, you got the audio? I'm sure Shime can get the audio. Oh, he's back there eating. I mean, (laughs) nope, not eating. All right, doing the eighteen other things. Maybe later. You want? We'll do that. Yeah. For if you missed it at nine forty-five. <laughs> I love it. Guarantee it. Like I literally did not finish the line. Did not finish the line. In oh. a way, though, this is a great outcome for you right. because people will always think it was going to be a great line right. when in actuality there may have been been some that didn't right. like it. Yeah. My bad, Dice Clay. I didn't know the joke was coming. Dice Clay. <laughs> <laughs> Hey. Okay. Um, yeah, throw we, an A in there. Then at least I know, okay, there's a coming to it. See? You see what I, I, I do. I don't know when to talk. It's, I don't know when to say things that I need to say. I, is, when, when should I do it? Uh, right now, it's like there's a little open space. <laughs> is there? Oh, never mind. He's going to come. He's thinking of comedians. His mind is going through comedians that he can reference now. Right. Well, okay. Gresh always says there's nothing good with that air. <laughs> Gresh yesterday was saying that that Manzel was rich. Did did Gresh not see the Netflix series? Didn't he come from oil? No, it he was all a, it was all a, a thing created by his agent. Oh, it was all a ruse. He was not from money at all. Oh, I did not anyway. know that. Yeah. Oh well. Okay. <laughs> Let's get to this. It's time for Larry Bird's not walking through that door, fans. Would not say that I'm Mona Lisa Vito of the football world. They they want you to cook the dinner. At least they ought to let you shop for some of the groceries. Said it. Wake up to Del Mondino and have me facing. Maybe I'll drill him in the eyes. They said it. Brought to you by AAA Work Trucks. Take the work out of your next work truck. AAAWorkTrucks.com. I'm just going to say it. All right, time for a quick back and forth on what they said yesterday in sports. Where would you like to start this morning, Shime? Well, Gregory, let's begin with our guy, Jason Tatum. Uh, He, for whatever reason, has been not even close to the favorite for MVP, even though he's the best player on the clearly best team in all of basketball. Brian Windhorst, the other day, claimed that was because people don't forget about the collapse in the 2022 NBA Finals. Okay. And so Jason Tatum firing back at those like Windhorst. 
Uh, there's been a lot of talk about that the last couple of days. Uh, you know, those guys are putting up ridiculous numbers every night um, and doing a lot for their team. You know, I have no problem with those guys being the leaders of, you know, the MVP race. Uh, you know, I, I wasn't saying that, you know, I needed to be first. I just had a problem with, you know, some people on TV saying that, you know, the reason why I, I won't win this year is because of something that happened two years ago. Um, that was my only disconnect. There's a lot of talented guys in this league right now. There's a lot of guys doing great things. You know, I, I won't have the points per game that, you know, the other three, four guys will. But I think, you know, the voters are smart enough to understand the dynamic of our team. You know, essentially having to do less, you know, scoring maybe on certain nights, uh, but still impact the game in a lot of ways to, you know, kind of ensure that we win every single night that we're in, you know, first place, that we're trying to be the best team that everybody on my, on the team feels valued, right? That is, it's not just about me. What do you think is more important to Jason Tatum? Being the MVP or winning the championship? Uh, championship yeah. all day. I think? I, I, I all would, day. Okay. I, and well, I then, he shouldn't, then he shouldn't worry about it because he's right when he says that the way the you know if we believe what Derek White said on this show a couple days ago or last week, the they made a team decision to be less concerned about personal accolades and points and and uh, how how often they had the basketball and to be selfless and in order to go and win a title. So we shouldn't care about it. Yeah, I I, I if I were. Uh, an advisor to to Jason Tatum, and he sh- certainly does not need my mm-hmm. help. I would say, yeah, he's entitled to his opinion. I'm going to let mm-hmm. my play speak for itself. But I have a bigger issue with Brian Windhorst, who literally is only here because he went to high school with LeBron James. His only job as a professional media member is to defend, prop up, and protect his whoopee. LeBron James. I don't take anything he says on anybody else seriously because if it in any way dents, damages, or or hurts LeBron James, Brian Windhorst will go whatever, do whatever he can to protect him. But yeah. he ain't. But Tatum ain't lying. He does get uh, unfairly uh, criticized when it comes to being the MVP in the league because of his performance. In the NBA championship finals. Well, it also that might not be the reason. I mean, there might be other reasons. There might be people who look and say he is a guy on the you said you've said it a million times. He's a guy on the best team talent wise right. in the league. But guess what? So the, it what the MVP is a regular season award, most valuable player for the regular season. Correct. And is he the he is on? the best team in the league. He has an awful lot of help. No disrespect to him, but um, he has he has a ton of help. So Who's is, a better player, Jamal Murray or Jalen Brown? Uh, I would say Jalen Brown. You'd say Jalen Brown? Mm-hmm. Okay. And there were a lot, there'd be a lot of people that would say Jamal Murray, okay. and they're two great players. I don't know where you're going with because this. Because he plays with the Joker. He plays with Nikola Jokic, right? So Jokic has talent around him too, and he's not won. the not at the same level, Wiggy. Uh, yes, he does, Greg. Okay, he has I, talent around him. Uh-huh. Um, when you start to look at the Joe, and I'm just using him because he's won the MVP the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. So when you look at the talent around him, 
He has good talent. It's not like he's on a uh, crappy team and he doesn't have players. But I feel like when it comes to Jason Tatum, he is always viewed differently when you talk about the best players in the NBA Mm -hmm. because of how he performed in the NBA Finals. Okay. Um, We should take a break and then continue, Shime, because we're a little bit behind. Is that all right? We have socks appeal at 7. Oh, we do. All right, give me one more before we get to the break. One more quick one for you here. Uh, This was Daniel Jeremiah yesterday in a conference call talking about how the Patriots drafting is going to be different under Elliott Wolf than it has been in the past. The Patriots were maybe one of the more uh, niche drafting teams in the league where they catch you off guard a little bit because it was so uh, obsessed with fit that they might take a guy two or three rounds before anybody else in the league would take him, and they don't really care because they're just winning trophies every year. So they could be uh, a little bit outside the, the the lines, a little outside the norm with some of that stuff. I don't think Elliott will do that. I think you look at the Green Bay history, you know, some of the track record there. You look at offensive linemen that are versatile. Um, you look at wide receivers who have kick return background that are really, really good after the catch. Uh, you know, those are, are some of the traits uh, that, that just stick, jump out to me from the from the Packers and the way they've done things. Okay. That's a good thing, I guess, right? Uh, but so that to me just screams Cole Strange, right? That That's – Shine, would you agree that's who he's referring to? Uh, no, I would I would assume Nikhil Harry's probably also included in that. Like, and just in, in Tyquan Thornton even last year mm-hmm. as well. Um, okay, I, mean, I think there's multiple examples. Was of, was, of was this. Tyquan Thornton taking three rounds yes. around? Oh, okay, at least two, and maybe maybe not quite three, but at least two. So, was, but like wasn't Matt Grow the guy saying if you want fast players, you got to draft fast players, and that's why they drafted Tyquan Thornton? Correct. But so, Matt Grow is a Belichick guy, which is why he was saying that because they were in lockstep. But Matt Grow remains within the organization at the same position he yes, had prior. Correct, but Macro isn't making the decisions and, anymore. And Elliot or Wolf isn't at quite at quite as influential So in the Elliot Wolf couldn't sit in a room and say Tyquan Thornton sucks and fix that. Like I just Elliot Wolf may be the modern day, you know, Bill Walsh. He could be. But I I find this to be revisionist history to say all of a sudden we we take away Bill Belichick, the 2021 executive of the year in the NFL, and all of a sudden these guys that surrounded him all become geniuses. Mm, well, uh, don't forget the decision is being made collaboratively. I love it. Collaborate Collab- a sandwich. Colla- colla- collaboratively. But, uh, but also I think that what now we all get to see is how much voice that these guys really have because it seems like, or at least the narrative's been pushed, that they might have had a voice, but at the end of the day, Bill made the final decision. And Elliot Wolf, when he was GM for one year, he he drafted Baker Mayfield, I believe, number one overall. So if you're sitting there at number three, let's see what he does. Let's see if it is a collaborative issue, and to see or if they break away, and they either go quarterback or wide receiver. I think if they go in that direction. I think we start to see a change in the way Patriots do business. Okay, that is they said it. Quick back and forth on what they said yesterday in sports. Shime is right. In advance of our trip to Fort Myers, we will get to Sox Appeal coming up next and discuss what one former member of the Boston Red Sox said about Alex Cora. Then we'll get to the news with Shime at 7.30. And what are we doing with Chris Curtis coming up at 8.30 on today's show. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. 
Trending Now, brought to you by Lee County Visitors and Convention Bureau. The Bruins lost 3-2 in overtime last night to the Flames. Charlie Coyle had both goals in the game for the Bees. They're off today before they head to Vancouver to take on the Canucks. All-star break rust? Well, not for the Boston Celtics. They got the win in Chicago last night against the Bulls, 129-112. Friend of the program, Derek White, had a game-high 28 points. That makes it seven straight wins for the Seas as they head to New York to take on the Knicks tomorrow night. Tip-off at 8.30. And the Revolution head to D.C. to take on D.C. United tomorrow for their MLS regular season opener. Hey, Red Sox fans, it's time for spring training in Fort Myers. Cheer on your favorite team at JetBlue Park, then explore the islands, beaches, and neighborhoods between games. Tickets for spring training are on sale now. Start planning at visitfortmyers.com. That's what's trending. Here's Curtis with your weather. Thanks, Shime. Sound and spelt. 37 and cloudy <laughs> afternoon, high of 44. A procedural question from those who are watching the show this morning on YouTube or on Twitch. They have noticed that when Curtis is in the producer's booth with you, Shime, the lights are on. They are now noticing that when Curtis is in here with us in Courtney's seat, the lights are off. Are You uh, You prefer the lights off. Yeah, I'm just yeah. a lights off kind of guy. You're I do a lights a lot off of things. kind of guy. Yeah, even when I play video games, I like playing in the dark. I like doing a lot okay. of things in the dark. All right, excellent. Uh, also, I just got a text from your girlfriend. She says she's also a lights off kind of person. Hey! Um, <laughs> right. we, are, we, are, we are going to... We are going to take a quick break, but we will be right back. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Well, it's a rainy Friday, and you know what that means. Give yourself an extra hour or an hour and a half if you're trying to drive anywhere, even if you're trying to drive a mile. Um, everybody forgot how to drive in the rain. And, we- and I would say sneaky on the Mass Pike. The slow lane for me has become the fast lane. Mm. Really? Yeah. Right. Like, like when I'm coming back from from gym with James and Newton, like I just got on the pike at, at exit 17, the old exit 17, Newton Watertown, mm-hmm. and I just go the, the, the slow lane because everything else is everybody going the same rate of speed. <laughs> Different degrees yeah. of 57 miles an hour. I mean, I really, <laughs> I feel like the traffic has not gotten better. I don't know what they're trying to do over there, but I, I don't feel like they're fixing the problem. But I think is. a lot of it is user error. 
Also, an idea. Yeah. I don't know if you're listening, Governor Healy, but the Mass Pike, as you approach the Prudential, when you're going underneath it, yep. got, why did we build a car guru building? Like when I, we have five million feet of, of empty uh, office space in Boston, and it, it obscures the view of the most beautiful skyline in America. Uh-huh. Anyway, when you're entering the Prudential Center Tunnel, you should be in a lane and be required to remain in that lane. Mm. Declare, are you going to Southie? Or are you going 93 or you're getting off at Copley? If, if you do that, then you don't have the dullards going all in the end trying to right. cut across. Yeah, and that causes have, all the traffic. No, the last minute cut across is a real problem. That, we that, should be, that should be jail time. Like yeah. Singapore, gum is illegal. That should be jail time in Massachusetts. It's a real issue. All right. Uh, oh, Shime's talking with Jackson. Shime, can we get the Sox appeal before we get to the news? Getting you ready for the 2024 Red Sox season. It's Sox Appeal on the Greg Hill Show. I'm in the corner, you kiss oh, oh, oh. Appeal is brought to you this week by McFarland Energy, the heating, cooling, and bioheat delivery pros that Easter Mass and all of Cape Cod depend on at McFarlandEnergy.com by the E.L. Harvey companies, including Nosset Disposal and Mega Disposal, your local trash collection and recycling providers, and by Aviva Trattoria, Italian-inspired, locally made from fresh, whole, locally sourced ingredients. Well, Alex Verdugo spoke, Curtis, as a member of the New York Yankees. And this is what he said yesterday about Alex Cora. It's one of those things that it's a little bit weird because outside of the game, he was great. Even as a manager, he's a good manager. But in certain ways, AC was hard on me. But I don't have any hard feelings toward him. It's one of those things toward the end. We kind of ran our course out a little bit, but as a person and outside of baseball, I loved him. I loved his kids and his family. Mm. So, um, I'm sure Alex would would return that volley. I'm, I'm sure he loved spending time with Verdugo. <laughs> Do you know how late you have to be as a professional athlete for it to be the, at the point where the coach or manager lets the public know? I remember so vividly. What is it, like an hour or, yeah, or two hours? Two hours. <laughs> and, and the other thing is, not only the manager, we found out the media was covering up for him because all the media, the second the story was released, because it was that bizarre benching. We thought it was base running in Cleveland. We were at the Beachcomber mm-hmm. doing the show trying to identify the moment that got Verdugo benched when there wasn't one. It was just that he arrived late. The media, all to a man, said, yeah, this has been a problem all year. And they hadn't reported it. And I hate in today's world where a guy does everything wrong, gets rewarded by going to a new team, and then acts like he's a victim because of it. Where he says he was hard on me. Yeah. No, he just held you to the same standard he held everybody else, which is show up. Right. He wanted you to show up on time. And, and also, I think he didn't want you to show up like you had just driven through a rope factory fire, uh, if you believe what... <laughs> Some would say. Right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it uh, sounds to me like Alex Cora is trying to do the right thing, or was at least in this case, mm-hmm. and trying to hold guys accountable on a team that clearly 
uh, had been looking for some help at the All-Star break and didn't get the help at the All-Star break. The, the so. problem with, <laughs> with athletes and people nowadays is people are too sensitive when it comes to criticism or it comes to maybe <clears throat> not the the manager or the coach of the team kind of speaking to them in a different way and riding them a little bit to try to make them better. They get too sensitive to that. They always want like, oh, you got to treat me better. You got to talk to me better. And then they let it affect them and it becomes an everyday thing. And I think that's You're what... You're saying ha- that's with everybody, not just uh, professional athletes. Yeah, that's what a lot of people like. A lot of people, they get like... And then, so rather than them just say, okay, how can I fix it? And what can I do better? Then they, they every day it becomes an issue and they dwell on it and like, oh, I don't like this person. I don't like this I like the way they treat me. I, it's, why is he doing this to me? You know, and they become, and like Curtis said, the victim rather than just saying, okay, what can I do different to fix it? Or I get... <clears throat> We didn't agree in that moment. Moment's over, and we're back to normal. Yeah, it used to be be humble or get humbled. Now Verdugo, like I in my lifetime, I don't know how many have actually happened a trade between the Red Sox and the Yankees. Yeah, but the Red Sox gave the Yankees a better player. They allowed the Yankees to win a trade, and Verdugo sits there like. He wasn't a problem. Like, do you, do you does he recognize how bad you have to be for a clubhouse for the Red Sox to trade you to the Yankees? No, he's talking about outside of the game. He was great, mm-hmm. but he was a little bit hard on me because he expected me to be at, on time at the ballpark. Like, I, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, you it, have to yes, be there. That's the expectation. Is he actually care about it? And that you're there to try to win a baseball game, even when your team is out of it. Yeah. And I mean, and that's the thing, isn't that? Don't you think that's an issue that Cora may end up? And by the way, Alex Cora will be on today with Gresh and Foyer at twelve ten, I believe. But isn't that something he's going to be fighting all this year if they're not in it? Like, isn't he going to be fighting guys who are mm-hmm. who are mailing it in because well, they're? I mean, you have you already have guys, you know, being you know the, with their chief spokesperson being Rafael Devers saying the ownership didn't give us what we needed. So isn't that like a built-in excuse? Well, I, I heard, I, I think this was, I don't know, remember who said it, but Jones and Mego, and they and they brought up a good point. Is like, and it happened a little bit with Kenley Jansen, is if your manager looks like he's not all in as a player, how can I be all in? Right. Like, so how well, can, that's the pro- I feel like, do you think Alex Cora looks like he's not all in? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you he de- yeah, I definitely oh, yeah. feel yeah. like he's okay. going to put out the door. Well, it's a real issue. First of all, ownership seems like they're not all in. Well, I mean, I don't, I would remove seems like. Uh, so you know, and they could they could they could settle that with a quick signing of of you know somebody who can help when it comes to pitching. And by the way, also is Blake Snell just not going to play for anybody this well, year? Right, or Montgomery, or you know any of these guys? Are those Boris guys just not going to play? I mean, you're maybe talking he wants about too much money. Games, the Red Sox spring training games start this evening. Mm-hmm. Blake Snell wants like seven years, two hundred and fifty-five million dollars. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's a lot of money. So they're just going to sit out? The baseball model of free agency has shifted so dramatically over the last several years that I honestly, because this Red Sox signed story, I feel like in March, mm-hmm. and he got that big deal, which is odd. I don't know, but it feels like from the top to the bottom, Greg. So you start with Henry, and you're right, not as invested, clearly either financially or emotionally. 
Then you have Sam Kennedy last week when Henry was there saying, take a picture, John, you're not around that often, publicly. Then you have, you know, unnamed execs saying that they are frustrated. And then yeah. you have Cora in the final year of his deal. And the managers, the, I would say, for the, the from the players, the manager is the most important, even more important than front office. Because if your manager looks like or your head coach looks like he's out, yeah, then you're out. Then you're even if the yeah. even the front office ain't giving you the pieces you want, the manager can still say, "Hey, it's us against everybody else." You know yeah. the whole Major League Baseball, uh, the the movie there when it was like the players and manager uh, manager against everybody else, and it seems like the manager's out. Yeah. He's- also, a uh, quick side note: uh, during photo day, Casey Schmidt also looked like he was out. Oh. Okay. Thank you, Wiggy, for letting me get that in. Here you go. Um, was that, that the joke? <laughs> Oh, Lord. Yeah, that was the joke. All right. Nuts. (laughs) That is Socks Appeal. And time now for this. It's time for Uh, this morning on the Greg Hill Show. The news. I can set the dialogue for the city. With your host, Courtney Cox. I thought that whoever created Dunkin' Donuts' last name was Duncan. The news is sponsored by Northeast Men's Health. The experts in men's sexual health with four locations, including their newest in Woburn, with appointments as early as 7 a.m. Visit northeastmenshealth.com for more. To announce his his resignment. On WEEI. All right, Courtney remains in Florida. She will join us Monday on this show, and then we will join her down there on Wednesday for three days of Fenway South Road Shows. We'll see if we can get to the bottom of what's going on down there with the Boston Red Sox Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, next week. Shime, have at it. Here is Shime filling in for Courtney with today's news. Thank you, Gregory. It is well documented that AT&T had massive outages yesterday. FBI and Homeland Security investigating the cell phone carrier outages across the country. Not only Um, AT&T, but everybody, like Verizon, everybody had issues, right? Yeah, everyone had issues. There were difficulties with 911 services. Mass State Police say they were in contact with AT&T constantly. Uh, The AT&T Northeast spokeswoman uh, Karen Twomey confirmed to WBZ that customers in the region were experiencing wireless service interruptions but wi-fi calling was still working so i guess that's a plus in certain scenarios um we can actually hear from one person who was affected by this outage don perry who landed at logan couldn't call her dad because service was down honestly it felt like home alone i was running through the airport we were must have just been like completely missing each other it felt like very like like apocalyptic you know um in like, you know, the the most uh, first world way. The best chance I have is to, you know, go out into the cell phone lot and go through all the different rows and hopefully I run into my dad's car and I can just stay put. It was like the <laughs> apocalypse. I couldn't get on social media for a full hour. Uh, I, people it was. Did you, were you able to pick up your father-in-law? Uh, yeah, because my service had just came back okay, on, so right, I was good. able to get him. But right. it was apocalyptic. Uh, um, I, I, do, do what? I, I just find the this is what happens when we allow ourselves to be a, a completely run by a single device. Correct. And I am as guilty as the next person. Yeah. I mean, it used to be when we were growing up, we would go to Logan and mm-hmm. get my dad when he came back on a business trip. And we would somehow find each other at arrivals. Right. I don't know how we did it, but if today I was going to pick up my mom at Logan uh-huh. and we had no means of communicating, I feel like I would be a chicken without my head. I'd be running around. Where is like it would feel 
chaotic. Yeah, it's chaotic, certainly. But I don't know that it's apocalyptic. Like apocalyptic. Uh, right. I mean, that's like no water, no electricity, uh, you know, fires burning everywhere, like, uh, you know, the the last of days like type of thing. Well, that's what right? it's like with having a cell phone. I know you go back to like what it used to be, but I don't care what anybody sell- says. The greatest invention is what the cell phone has become over the years, mm. I would much uh, rather. No, I, think, I, think I would it, much rather live in today's society where I got to run into issues where maybe I might be without my cell phone than live in, you know, thirty years ago when I had to run around and find a payphone. Hey, I don't care what you say. This thing. Well, you're talking about convenience. That's my point. Yeah, I know, but that's the problem in my mind is that as a society, we are we have become accustomed to everything being handed to us. And available in at, at a in a second. So if there's a day in which your phone's not going to work for a couple hours, people panic. I mean, I, I like what's going to happen if we get you know if the country gets attacked or something like that. Like, I mean, I, people aren't going to be able to handle it. What? I, but that's the way I would rather have to deal with potentially not being able to handle it than having to go back to the days of waiting behind somebody as they fill out their checkbook. To pay for groceries. But yeah. I, in today's world, it's also far more competitive to do this, Greg. I mean, I think doing this successfully now is far more difficult than it was 20 years ago because everybody that's hearing us has 2,000 options within the a click of a finger on their phone. Yeah. And we, the world is connected in a way. And before you planned ahead, before, you know, as I, uh, the, the Twitch is like you used to plan ahead. Right. That's what I'm talking about is that we would plan ahead, yeah. but it was commonplace. I didn't even think of it. We just did it. Now, if you're not able to immediately text someone and hear right. back within five minutes, you think the world's ending. I love well, it. People are what, like, I saw people on the news saying they're going to try to figure out what their backup plan is going to be. Like, what are they going to go get a rotary dial or are they going to? But we gonna, why won't you download the new iOS, iOS, however the hell you pronounce it? Because it screws my, it's, I don't, I downloaded it and it screwed my phone up. Oh, what what happened? But you can't deal with your phone if it's screwed up? Well, no, I, what, what, what do you point. mean? What do you, I, I don't know. What, what well, do you, the new iOS is the new operating yeah, system that I makes liked, the phone I, run better. I liked my phone the way it was. It did enough for me as it was. I, I don't want to buy a new iPhone. No, but you don't need to buy a new nope. iPhone. You just download it. Got an update no, no, tonight. I, no, when you, the reason why they make you do the iOS update is so your phone is screwed up. So you have to buy a new one. So then why isn't your phone screwed up? I don't, what are you talking How about? How old is your phone? It's like t- five years old. Okay, so yeah, I haven't bought a new phone, and I've been download. I've been updating the I, iOS. I, I've from had the day same one. phone for like four years. Well, so it doesn't screw it up when you do the uh, the update. No, no and oh, if it does, okay. it's, it doesn't interrupt my well, ability. It did mine, I don't know. What, what, but I, but what you're you afraid you... of it interrupting something. So clearly, you're you you are afraid if it doesn't work, you won't be able to exist. I'm properly. not afraid of not having a phone. But then you're afraid of I iOS. I, you're trying to argue with me that I'm afraid of of not having a phone. I'm not afraid of it. But, I can make my way through life without a phone. But if I had to for a day or two. But you're, I'd be fine. But you're still afraid of downloading a new I'm operating system. I'm not afraid system. of. I, how am I afraid of iOS? <laughs> I don't. I don't want to download it. I just don't want to download it because I don't want them to force me to buy a new phone. But they're not. They're nope. not. I'm with you. So I don't get what you're arguing. The new phones also work better than yours. Like well, I don't so, know why but, you're but, afraid but, of but, it. Well, I, that is true. What is the argument? 
that you... You think it was apocalyptic that people went without their phone yesterday? <laughs> like apocalyptic is what she said. Okay, and I, don't I think disagree it. with the lady. It wasn't like the apocalypse. Well, I... Apocalyptic. I, I, okay. It felt I, like that I, to is me. Is it okay if I disagree with the lady? As somebody who had no phone, it felt very apocalyptic. <laughs> it felt like the end of the world to I you. did. I had it no... It felt I, like the end of days to you. I was like, what am I going to do here? My daughter was like, I, she can't eat. Right. She can't use her phone. Uh, she can't use Apple Pay. Okay. If I Did everything my- work out okay, or is, is there, are there still remaining issues? Uh, right now, everything's been good. I got an update. As a matter of fact, is uh, 17.3.1 tonight. Okay. Updating. What is 17.0? You're getting that baby tonight? No, 17.3 is the yeah. new iOS update yeah. tonight. Like apocalyptic. I got to say, it was it was like apocalyptic in here when Wiggy interrupted Greg's joke. That's how I know. I mean, I get with Greg's where he's coming coming from but i think you don't seem to no no because i think you're so old minded <laughs> yeah that's that, fine that you don't i enjoy the luxuries of the instant cell phone instant like There's, i don't need to plan out n- uh, two hours is, ahead I, nobody's arguing you that it's not an extraordinary technological advancement right I, and when we lose it that. but when we're not lose, arguing that no no Curtis. i get it but when we lose it it does feel like the end of the world okay it, it, it's not though is what i'm trying to make the, it the is case. it's not depending on how it's long not. it's out for everybody was fine yesterday what if you everybody a, tur- everything turned out to be fine? What if you had a bill that was due yesterday? Uh-oh. Then you paid it today. Oh, now and you're getting hit with late fees and all that. It messes well, now your credit messed what, up. What right. type you should have paid it ahead what, of time. What, what, what type of bill? Like, give know. me an example. Maybe a student loan. Right. Uh, maybe you run down to the to the student loan place and you and you, and you pay it in person. And nope. a lot of those are just directly <laughs> out of your if account. It's real, if it's a real problem, can you do that? Yeah, you can. Yeah, well, and they were forgiven. I saw some of them. So you could do that. Yeah. All right. Well, All right. Uh, for Wiggy and Curtis, it was an apocalypse yesterday. I'm glad they were able to recover and come to work today. Uh, we will. Are we going to get to the rest? We're going to have to spread like the news out now. It was. It was apocalyptic. <laughs> uh, if we can proceed with the news during the apocalypse, we will do that next. All right, Courtney is off. She'll be back on Monday during the break on the Subaru of New England text line. A texter suggesting that Courtney is the glue that keeps everybody from arguing on this program. And hence why Wiggy has been very aggressive toward me this morning. No, as, no, no. As has Curtis. So she Courtney is your binky. She will be back on Monday. The rest of the news, though, right now with Shime. Shime, what's next? Uh, next, Greg. Normally, we have issues with trains in the MBTA, but uh, this is an instance, as Curtis would say, people going zero to a million real quick. Mm. A man was arrested in at a Boston MBTA station Wednesday after witnesses said he dragged a woman to the platform floor and started moving her towards the train tracks. Uh, uh, random or somebody he knew? Or? So uh, the victim was apparently targeted. She was a 69-year-old woman. Uh, was apparently targeted because of a reaction to the mask she was wearing. Oof. The suspect, who has not been identified, has been charged with assault and battery on a person over 60. Uh, we can hear from the victim, who wants to remain anonymous on CBS Boston. This guy, suddenly, he just jumped on me. Everything happened so fast. And I was on the floor screaming and yelling. I was afraid that he, maybe he was going to kick me and hit me in my head or something while I was on the floor. My lord, the poor lady. What is going on? And meanwhile, they want to scream at you, hey, you got to take the tea. 
uh, or we're going to charge you extra money to drive in the city in your car, but we can't make it safe for, for people to take the tea. Like, I know. The, I, the one day the trains are actually on time, we're dragging yeah, women that's awful. to be right. hit by one because of them. Because you didn't awful. like her mask? That's well, uh, awful. Tell me that that's at least something uh, you go to jail for. Still. I hope so. I would hope so. What else, Shime? Uh, next, we can go to three fishermen who were not wearing life jackets were plucked alive from the ocean waters by the Coast Guard five miles east of Nantucket. You can see this on Twitch, I believe. Mitchell has the video for you. Uh, a Jayhawk mm. helicopter crew based out of uh, Coast Guard Air Station Cape Cod uh, responded to this. And just after 2 p.m., they discovered all three fishermen clinging to a buoy. The three were safely hoisted aboard the helicopter and flown to Hyannis Airport, where they were treated by emergency medical workers. Wow. They were on that little last boat? I think that video says Florida. Damn. I was going to say, they was on that little last boat in the middle of the ocean? What is it? That video said Florida. Uh, Maybe that's the wrong... Is that the wrong story? I don't know. I just feel like... This could be a shy issue. uh, No, I I sent him uh, the article that I literally, like... Copy and pasted the information from. Okay. It but just seems like it would be nice you, you would, you would I, freeze your butt wait, off. Did you say three fishermen? Yes. No, I think the story was they rescued one fisherman mm. yesterday in Nantucket. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> goes, uh-oh. Shine a little. You had uh, redemption yesterday. Yeah, uh, I'm reading a story now. Yeah, the guy, like, the, like there was a fishing line that snapped or something and, okay. and cut his face, if I oh. remember correctly. Uh, then we had two different stories. Oh. Apologies. <laughs> this feels like apocalyptic here. It does. Huh? That's okay. I mean, hey, I, you know, hey, there was, they still rescued three fishermen off the coast of Nantucket. I mean, thank goodness Curtis figured it out. Uh, and I he guess. did that by watching on Twitch. And there so that was actually some fishermen that were rescued in Florida. Thank God everybody's okay. We and love everybody's, fishermen. Everybody's okay in both places. Right. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, also, how can you do a story about uh, fishermen in Nantucket? And not play this. Oh wait, you don't. You didn't. Find, oh, oh, you don't have Down Easter Alexa. I don't know oh, what yeah. that is. Uh, you don't know what Down Easter Alexa I have is. No idea. That's the single greatest song about uh, being on a boat. And <laughs> what? I have literally no clue what the you're Down talking Easter about. Down Easter Alexa, Billy Joel. I, I thought he said Down Easter Alexa. I thought he. I thought Alexa. I thought he was talking about his like uh, his Alexa drop. <laughs> I have no like. I don't. I have no clue what that is. We are what? off the rails. Wow. You don't know the down. Everybody knows the Down Easter Alexa. It's probably the greatest song ever in the history of maritime songs. Can I be I completely mean, I, honest maybe... with you? Never once in my life have I even heard something called Down Easter. What? I mean, no. I would argue maybe that the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald is the greatest when it comes to maritime-related songs, mm. but Down Easter Alexa is... Shime, I'm with uh, you. I've never heard of the song, oh song we either. Gonna, we're going to have Let's this. hear it. Turn it up. Turn it up. Well, I'm on the Down Easter Alexa. Okay. And I'm cruising through Black Island Sound. I had chartered the course for the vineyard, but tonight I am Nantucket bound. Okay, I've heard this song. I've heard that. I had okay. no clue what it was called. It was in The Hangover. There's yes. a great scene I've in the heard airport. That song. Yes, I- I've heard the song. My I had Lord. no clue what it was yeah. called. Oh. I am working with neophytes. I, am, I am a music guy. You, you are a show. music guy. You know it, Curtis. You so know the, a banger. The Down Easter was the name of a boat? 
The Down Easter Alexa. Yeah, All that's right. the name of the boat. I've heard that song. Billy, Billy Joel, he has a daughter named Alexa, who okay. is a fantastic musical performer now. All right. And he named it after her. Okay. Right. Right, we got to regroup. Full regroup. <laughs> wow. And I'm sick. <laughs> uh, so I will lead the regroup from my sick bed, uh, and we'll continue with the rest of the news next. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Was making for the trades on the outside and the downhill run to Papa Off the wind on this heading line of the Marquesa. You got 80 feet of a water line, nicely making way in the noisy bar in Avalon. I tried to call you, but on the Think about, think about how many times I've had Emergency top five greatest maritime songs in the history of music. That's up there. Southern Cross. Uh, for me, an emo song, mm-hmm. Sailing. Oh, Christopher Cross. Great song. That's, uh, we've discussed that before. That's yacht rock, I think. I don't know that that's emo. It's I would love, emo. Greg, I would love for you and I to do a segment, maybe in the summertime or maybe by nine. Why don't we do a podcast? Uh, we, uh, we should do a podcast. <laughs> we need more podcasts. Do we have enough podcasts yet? Nope. Okay. I know Ken gets mad at me. Oh, whatever. I'm not going to get into it. But um, <laughs> I don't want an email. Uh, so we should do a segment. About something we have talked about verbatim prior on uh-huh. a different show, uh-huh. and see how long it takes Wiggy, Shime, and Courtney to notice. <laughs> All right, are we still on maritime well, songs? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with Jay Z, Bun B, and Pimp C, Big Pimpin'. Ooh, <laughs> that's a maritime song. Isn't the song really based around being on a yacht? Uh, no, the know- best the best one in the business is I'm on a boat by Lonely Island. Do you know who uh, hates maritime music? Who's that? Uh, OBJ. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I would argue I w- maybe we'll, you want to do all maritime themed mm-hmm. rejoins the rest of the show since it's a Friday. Sure. Okay. We got to get back to the news. Do you have any stories from this decade to do? <laughs> oh, yeah. Speaking of that, by the way, I received a text message at the commercial break from my brother who listens yeah. to the show every day uh-huh. uh, while he's working. And uh, he said, you bumbling idiots. Yeah. I cleaned up the language. Uh-huh. Uh, that story is from August. Uh-huh. You're a moron. Yeah. You're embarrassing your family now. <laughs> yes, I am. A texter said it's actually Courtney Karma because you are so hard on her. And so uh, this is her karma paying you back, screwing up the news. You know, Greg, uh, one screw up in three days is not awful. That's true. Well, day ain't over. All right. Yeah, true. You're right, Curtis. There's plenty of time. Uh, Let's get to influencers in the news, Gregory. Excellent. It's influencers in the news on The Greg Hill Show. So uh, an Australian kid 
was kicked out of his $20,000 a year school for a prank that he posted Mm. on his Instagram account. I saw this story yesterday. Are you sure? I think. (laughs) (laughs) And the kid is whining about it. He's very upset. I don't know if we have the video. Yes, Mitchell uh, should have at least. I think there's at least pictures of this at the very least. The, um, the dude was on a bridge pouring milk. Yeah, there. Okay. He's pouring milk on these ladies who are doing a lunch cruise. Oh. And he did it for the views. Mm-hmm. Uh, the video was viewed millions and millions of times. Ha, 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 But apparently that video also got a bunch of uh, complaints from social media users. Uh-huh. Uh, because they were not happy with uh, the prank that was being pulled. So well, they, It's not even that. What's the prank? You pour milk on people? Right. He ruined their day. Like, they were right. on this really nice boat cruise. Like, if you see, they have, like, the crudite and the... Uh, they have a, char- a, a charcuterie uh, platter. Courtney would love it. And he poured milk all over them, ruined their day. Sunny day, they smell like milk. And the kids, uh, now the little dink mm-hmm. is uh, is pissed that he has been, uh, right. that people complained to the school and got him kicked out of his, I would say that's karma. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say if you, if you do attention seeking. Yeah, look, be- at, look at this. Please stop contacting my school. My school has caught me and I'm facing expulsion. Can't believe you would do this to a minor. Oh, F off. I feel like people who do pranks, I love the pranks, and I love to see people, the prankers, get harassed and beat up. So anything that they got coming to them, like one guy did a prank. Remember we did the story, did a prank, and then he got shot? I have no issues. When, You're okay with that. Yeah, because That's the, reaction the, after the, it prank, the prank people are the worst, like... I mean, these are people just minding their business. Right, or they're trying to have a nice day. You're walking around in Walmart and somebody throws sand on you and acts like, oh, damn, where'd that come from? <laughs> but it's not, well, I mean, it's literally anything, uh, uh, anybody on a planet could do this. It's not yeah, creative yeah. at all. Yeah. You're just pour- pouring milk on someone. Right. Are you now in favor of the cell phone outage when it comes I am, to certain, but- <laughs> certain people filming things? But it's uh, it, it is always shocking to me the, the the disconnect between doing something to get attention mm-hmm. and then being outraged at attention. Yeah, yeah. Well, the pranks are big nowadays well, on they, social media. Not, we should think of a different word. A prank is like we lining a room with half full little water cups. We'll so somebody has to go in and pick up each water cup. That oh, yeah. is funny. Uh, you know, takes a lot of time. Harmless. Pouring water on an unsuspecting person in a boat 10 feet below you right. is just an a-hole. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What else, Shive? Doctors are warning the people that play pickleball Uh-oh. that it could result in blindness. This would be due to injuries. Uh, but Dr. Andrews G. Lee at Houston Methodist revealed that the ball's small size means it can slot into the eye's protective socket, leading to bleeding holes in the retina, mm. and conditions like glaucoma. Ah, so this is that there's been an increase when it comes to eye injuries Correct. from those that are playing pickleball. This is the latest injury that doctors are concerned about. Okay. Well, I mean, um, also the ears, the eardrum. Well, because of the pop, pop, pop. Right. Yeah, Pickleball's I, the future. Uh-huh. Oh, thank you. It's a piercing sound. It's pop, 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 pop. I wear headphones sometimes. When I'm outside, um, I can't sit on the deck. I haven't sat on the deck in two years. I hope Dante's wearing goggles when he plays. 
Dante Scarnecchia, yeah. one of the one of the great pickleball players. We never got you and he to battle at uh, at Fenway. He wasn't yeah. available last. Is that coming back? Pickleball back to Fenway this? I'm uh, sure it might even summer? be there opening day. <laughs> Curtis was dominant at it too. I, yes, he was. I, I Curtis was. was very good at pickleball. Also, a bunch of old people. Also, playing. Greg, we just mocked. Curtis the, is good at all the um, like the rich white people games. <laughs> right? Like bad, like badminton, skiing, <laughs> badminton, tennis, squash. Yes, belongs to the squash club. Uh, I don't know if you know this, guys. When in Rome, yeah, do what the Romans do. <laughs> that is such a white people's game, pickleball. One hundred percent. Hey, hey, guys, I got a great idea. I know we love tennis and we love ping pong. Let's meet in the middle. Let's play pickleball. <laughs> By the way, Greg uses, and rightfully so, that, that pipsqueak that, that poured milk on people, right? He's an a-hole, represents yeah. kids. Here's a guy, Greg's generation, mm-hmm. who's petrified of the sound of a pickleball. That is but true. we don't judge everybody that's 70. <laughs> Guys, want to play some croquet this weekend? <laughs> Greg, you're from Stowe. Like, anybody, anybody up for a quick game of shuffleboard? <laughs> All right. We did not have shuffleboard. We had shuffleboard people. <laughs> well, what else? Uh, one more for you here, Greg. Science has officially addressed the age-old saying, beer before liquor, never been sicker, liquor before beer, you're in the clear. German scientists did a study, and they have officially debunked Mm. This popular hypothesis proving that a headache from liquor hits the exact same no matter which order you drink your beverages. Really? Yes. Okay. That's an age-old one Correct. That, that people would say. And so now there's, it doesn't matter. If you're drinking, you're going to get a hangover. I disagree. Okay. I, I am a very seasoned drinker uh-huh. uh, in the yeah. past. I, if I had beer, like if I went to a tailgate and I drank beer, I didn't like beer very much, but it got the job done. Mm-hmm. And then I went to gin. I had a worse hangover than if I began the day... With, with gin, gin and then ended with mm, beer. Really? And I, I maybe mean, it's just the mixing of the alcohols. Mm, see, I wish they'd do a study on that. Yeah, because I mix alcohols. You do? Well, I mean, if you go to a place and they don't have the type of alcohol you're looking for, now you have to drink something else. Or if you go to a restaurant, you get a cocktail that they pre-made and you start and you like that, and then you get so. They should do a scientific study if that really causes an issue. Yeah, because I've mixed before and been fine. But people like mixed oh, you, though like kinds of alcohol like mixed vodka and no like I've drank I've like drank vodka to start the night off and I finish with uh, Crown Royal or okay. something like that like yeah. not put two uh, types of alcohol in one drink but you know maybe you're drinking some rum and then next thing, place you go to you're drinking vodka yeah I, mean, that I don't think they needed science to determine that if you drink you get a hangover what Greg uh, actually Courtney has called in uh, she wants to uh, correct us on how we referred to the beer before liquor phrase oh, uh, uh, because remote, I th- this I, remote Courtney yeah I think we were wrong so okay. she wanted to just correct, uh, uh, okay. correct the record hi Courtney it's well, an age as old as time oh it's an age as old as time <laughs> uh-huh. okay all right, thank you, Sean. You're welcome. Uh, I believe Curtis has your dumbest of the day. Are you playing the dumbest of the day intro? Or? And now, this woman is stone cold dumb. I'm a dumbass. The dumbest of the day. Try again, dumbass. Sean is one for three when it comes to the news. Well, what? it's tough. It's the multitasking. Part of it. I is mean, I, what, don't you give him a pass on that? No, 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 no you no, don't. No. Because he should know I got the dumbest of the day. Come, he's filled in. Three. I had it there. I was no, no. I, normally Greg Sean, says 
this Greg says something and then I play it and I didn't think he would just uh I, I would say all right Curtis is gonna have your dumbest of the day and then I would play it. Courtney so should come back and she should do a hula hoop dance on Shime's grave because he's oh, had please. three attempts to do the news. He was good yesterday, but he was last, good. I thought he was great yesterday. Right, but the last time he botched the whole thing. What do you mean? I, I had three days in a row. I did it three days this week. I nailed it the first two. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not happy with it, Wiggy? No, no. Okay, no. all right. Uh, job job well. security for Courtney. All right, we listened to everything that happened yesterday. We have determined this may have been the dumbest of the day, Curtis. Okay, ordinarily shoplifting is not even a fireable offense, right? Nah, People nah. shoplift. We've all seen the, the video of the yeah. uh, Oakland Apple Store where yeah. the guy just grabs uh, tablet after right. tablet and heads to his car. Nobody cares. Well, there is one scenario by which you will be facing punitive issues should you shoplift. And that is if you're an on-duty cop at a Dick's Sporting Goods in Mississippi mm. and you steal $140 worth of apparel while you are working as a police officer. In uniform. Full uniform. A Mississippi <laughs> cop was caught shoplifting on-duty from a Dick's Sporting Goods while wearing her police uniform. Wow. Robin Connors, 33, was arrested this week after she shoplifted a pair of $140 shoes from the <laughs> retailer. Uh. The alleged thief was in uniform and driving a police cruiser during her shoplifting spree, and the police confirmed she was indeed on duty. Uh-huh. The police uh-huh. officer. For- uh, I mean, that's what kind of sneakers were they? Were right, they, what buck forty? Pretty uh, pricey. Pretty pricey. So, so like, did they get a call? Like, uh, we got a suspect still. Right. And and it's like if you're gonna shoplift, sneakers are never. A good thing to shoplift. Too big, too bulky. Yeah. You know, and dicks. I don't think they give you bags and dicks, so where can you stuff the hide it? Oh, she put it right in her cruiser. Right. And then she drove <laughs> off with it. I mean, that's all right, Curtis. Thank you. You got it. That's the news. Shy, I, for one, very happy with the job he did as a fill in. Thank you, Greg. I very, appreciate very it. Good. Courtney will be back on Monday. And Thank right, God. speaking of filling in, here is Shy with what is trending this hour. Your home of the socks. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. The Bruins lost 3-2 in overtime last night to the Flames. Charlie Coyle had both goals in the game for the Bees. Jim Montgomery was disappointed with the team's start in the game, however. I, I just think that's a natural progression. I hated our start, but we were sluggish. You know, and then uh, we were better in the second, and I thought our legs were the best in the third. They're off today before they head to Vancouver to take on the Canucks tomorrow. All-star break rust? Well, not for the Celtics. They got the win in Chicago against the Bulls last night, 129-112. to Friend of the program, Derek White, had a game-high 28 points. That makes it seven straight wins for the Celtics as they head to New York to take on the Knicks tomorrow night. Tip-off for that one is at 8.30. And the Revolution head to D.C. to take on D.C. United tomorrow for their MLS regular season opener. That's what's trending. Here's Curtis with your weather. 38 degrees, Shime. Cloudy skies in Boston. A little bit of rain this morning, and then the afternoon high will be a cloudy 45. And it's official. There are now two more episodes of The Dynasty for you to consume. One is the Spygate episode. Excellent. Which we have alluded to. So we can officially talk about that. If anybody got up at midnight or, or stayed up, uh, then we can finally discuss episode three and episode mm. four, and we'll do that coming up. Drinking all night, got it.
Shime in the news, it has become an all maritime themed rejoin Friday, and that is the Beach Boys and the Sloop John B. Uh, Greg, yes. obscure TV reference question for you. Yes. Um, is this song or the idea of a John B where John B from Outer Banks gets his name? Uh, yes, I would guarantee that, Shime. Well done. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Well done. I knew you were a fan of the show, so I figured I would check. Fan of it. I mean, one of the uh, one of the greatest dramas ever in the history of uh, Netflix. There you go. Curtis, I, I, Curtis I, loved it. I loved it. <laughs> I, I have a question, Greg. Do, do you? Feel... You, didn't, you didn't like Outer Banks too, but um... and one of the dumbest things I've ever watched. I watched six minutes, and I felt dumber. As, as just, it just, I, I felt sorry for people who enjoyed it. But uh, I love you, Greg. But uh, you look back at, at the, what you guys had as entertainment. Like the awful TV yeah. and movies. You mean the only three channels? Right. And do you uh, think back and say, wow, if only I had grown up at a time when I actually had good things to watch. Yeah. Like, because I feel like we always rip this generation and whatever. And believe mm-hmm. me, there's a lot of things to rip. But when it comes to actual good content, the content today is Ooh. exponentially yeah. better. Well, yeah. Think about the fact that, and we're going to talk about it in, in uh, a moment or two, but think about it in terms of the dynasty. And I think we covered this on Ask a, uh, Ask a Boomer at one point, but the dynasty drops, like it dropped, the the, la- the next two episodes dropped last night at 9 o'clock. <laughs> I think Apple has started dropping them at 9 o'clock on Thursdays as opposed to midnight on Fridays, which is a good move. Um, so you can watch it anytime you want at a, you know, today, tomorrow, the, whatever you couldn't do that. Like if you, if that show was coming out in 1984, mm-hmm. you'd have to tune in at exactly nine o'clock on a Friday night and then never see it ever. ever again. But, and now but, not like, only do you need like, to watch it, like I could start an episode, which I've done uh-huh. at the house. Then mm-hmm. I'll take a walk with James and I'm watching it and right. I don't even have all I have is things in my ear without strings, yeah. and right. I'm watching it as I go there. Well, that's if the you technology. have to go to the bathroom, you can watch it in the bathroom. That's the technology, yeah. which I will give you far better than back then. But yeah. some of the shows You're a back big technology guy, we learned that. Yeah, earlier. but some of the shows back in the day, much better than TV today. Oh God, no. Yeah, well, we don't have time for that. Well, argument. I mean, it just, uh, that's a lengthy argument. It is it's, okay. Uh, Prepare. Courtney is off uh, one more day. She will join us from Florida on this show on Monday. And then we will join her in Florida for three days at JetBlue Park with the Red Sox Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of next week. And Curtis brought it up earlier. But just a heads up, if you're listening in the Florida area on the Odyssey app, first and foremost, thank you for that. Thanks for downloading the app. Thank you for listening to us in that way. And we will be out next Thursday night at Ore and Iron which is on Founders Square Drive in Naples. And we're doing a a little patio party, a pregame, on Thursday from 5 until 7 with Shime Light Apps. Okay? Light Apps on the patio um, from 5 until 7. 
and hope to see you there. And then I am uh, I'm working on the group activity for all of us. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I like jet skis. I have I have three choices. If you'd like to real quick take a look at what I'm looking at. Okay. Love it. Before we get to some dynasty talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Mitch can share as I show them to you on the Twitch feed. We can start with the water park. Uh, water country? Uh, version Their version of it mm-hmm. in, uh, in Florida. And, um, Is that classic I, Bush Gardens? Uh, no, it's like the Fort Myers water. He's the, Mitch, you know, don't show them all in. Okay. I, this is my problem. Yeah. All thank right. you. <laughs> The water park. Uh, so that's the water park. Okay. Um, that's a water park from five years like, ago. Do you like water parks? or uh, do you, No, thank you. Yeah, I'm not a really what, big... what, What's the issue for you? Is it like the giant uh, uh, germ factory that is the water, yeah. or you don't like kids? or like You what? alluded to where I grew up. Right. We, we had our own pools. We didn't go to pools with others. Yeah, okay. well, I, I'm, a, you know, I'm not a big water park guy because it's like, what? what's the purpose of it? It's really for the kids. Okay. I don't have any kids, so I don't want to go to a water park. Okay. Uh, next choice then would be the Everglades in the uh, Mitch. You can go ahead and throw that up next if you can. Uh, we can all get into this. Uh, all right, all right. <laughs> Nobody is helping me. I don't. What's going on today? Like, all right, okay. Well, you speak okay, my language there's, right there's here. The, uh, there's the Everglades. Do you like yeah. that? I like this here. We get to see some wildlife, some gators. And you have that guy with you, mm-hmm. who's your guide. Yep, that's the swamp. The swamp tour. In the Hydra boat. And I've never been on one of those. They look pretty fun. They feel like they go pretty fast. I, I, that looks good. That, that's okay. definitely interesting to I me. I feel like you and I would have to sit on opposite sides of each other. We don't want to be on the same side of the of the Hydra boat. Why, for the weight? Yeah, weight issue. Well, uh, as long as we don't sit in the back. It looks more like wheelie weight. Okay, and then the other one, which <laughs> Mitch uh, previewed for you, mm-hmm. is we could uh, go on the pet amenity. Uh, tour in the kayak, oh. and we could all get down and pet an actual manatee. Okay, I'm a manatee guy. I you would are love you to a manatee, do You're a manatee guy? What is a manatee? It's Wait, a, uh, they, they're actually allowing you to pet them? Because the last time I went and saw the manatees, I was told you can't touch them. This is a rogue, this is a rogue one. Yeah, okay. it, it's the dark web. Okay. So, right. so I want to double check. I don't want. This I don't is, want you guys getting arrested for anything. They're an endangered species. He'll be the guy who's hosting it. Will be. It, it's called Rick's Rogue Manatee okay. Petting uh, Tour. Cool. Right. It's it's Heavy black. Petting. It's black market. All right. So nice. what is a manatee? You have to go to a strip mall and buy the tickets actually right. from Rick, and then he tells you the secret location of the right. It's in the, the strip manatee. mall next to the uh, the now defunct Orchids of Asia. All right. <laughs> All right. So I'm gonna Google. which one do you, which one are you gonna pick? I don't. I, I, a manatee looks like a sail. Yeah, well, <laughs> is that what it is? It's sort of like a sail. Right, yeah. Obese sail. All right. Yeah. I'm good with the manatee thing. I like the. Uh, Do you want the manatee thing though? Because it requires a lot of physical effort when it comes to getting on the kayak, right? And getting out there to pet the manatee. I think I prefer the swamp tour. Yes. I, I'm down with that. I, I right. did one swamp tour in Florida. I didn't see anything until you get back and they have like a little like gator factory where they like have gators that have already been removed from the wild. Oh, okay. But I'd, I'd love for it. I think Courtney would be petrified, which would make it funny. That thing there, the manatee um, paddleboard thing, yeah. as a larger person, I don't feel very uh, confident 
that are I you can... a, are you afraid that you might be confused by some of the tourists as a manatee? Oh, well, no, 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 no. That, that is okay. no, no, no. I feel like I would fall off that right. thing. Like we would have to say, please stop petting Wiggy. The manatees yes. are in the water. Yeah, I'd be like, could somebody please get my uh, kayak or whatever it is, my paddleboard and paddle uh, paddle. Uh, well, you don't like anything related to the water, like any any kind of uh, animals that are related to the water. Yeah, I don't want to be in the water with animals. Okay. I'd like to, if I'm going in beautiful, crystal clear blue water. So you don't want to swim with the dolphins while we're down there? We could do that, too, as a group activity. No, I don't trust dolphins. And I would say, Greg, I don't know if you've been to Florida recently. The water park's similar to swimming with manatees. Mm. <laughs> Curtis, that is uh, uh, <laughs> I just got a necessary that. shot at ah. people from Florida. I am morbidly obese. <laughs> yes. But no, I... I like the gator thing. Maybe we see a gator in its rare form, you know, eating swamp something. Tour. Yeah, let's yeah. do the swamp tour. Yeah. All right, I'm in. All Maybe right, we see a that? gator eating a manatee. Okay. All right. Well, there are two new Dynasty episodes that you can watch right now, right this moment, on Apple+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Every time uh, this comes up, I get somebody like... Uh, yes, that Nicole in the Twitch chat who says, wait a second, they just dropped. I I, I can't believe you're going to talk about it. Like, So I, I don't know what we're, uh, where we're at on talking about this. I think the the Spygate episode is superb. It, it, I thought it was really well done. And the, I, the, the nature of it and the absurd ways in which Roger Goodell did a solid... For the Patriots, because if you go, chrono- they didn't include this, I wonder why, but chronologically, mm-hmm. there was the disgusting, despicable Ray Rice punching his fiance camera footage that came out. Yes. And it was, I believe Goodell had only been in the position for a brief amount of time. And immediately thereafter, Robert Kraft went on one of the good morning, whether CBS or to the Today Show, whatever, and publicly stood behind Roger Goodell. And said that, you know, this was awful. We didn't know of this footage after seeing it in whatever fashion he did. Then Spygate happens. And Roger Goodell rules quickly, finds first round pick, all of that, and then orders the tapes to be destructed. Okay. If there is a singular event that really could have overshadowed the Patriots, it would have been the library footage of whatever the signs they had Mm -hmm. to be on the internet in perpetuity. Now there is just a grainy footage of a Jets employee or a Patriot employee filming the Jets going to the down and distance, down and back. And see, I thought that's what those Spygate tapes were. But if you have every team, if you have a a library online of all of Mm -hmm. that, it looks far worse. And Roger Goodell did a solid for the Patriots. And that that whole episode, I think, did a does a great job of really encapsulating the rage mm. and the birth of the hatred as the Patriots as the evil empire. And that is the one episode where we know of the only person who chose not to be a part of this, which is Eric Mangini. Mm. He, he declined to be yeah. interviewed. So I took two things from the... And what I've been doing is I wait till they come out and then I watch them right before... So I can kind of be fre- they could be fresh in my mind. First thing I took was because prior to that, I think it's borrowed time that comes out uh, today as well as Spygate, and that's the one with Bill Parcells. It well, lit- wait a second, it's also the one in which you make an extraordinary catch. Yes, 
right before the kick in the yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, can I'm, we just can we just acknowledge that? Yeah, please? you can't acknowledge that big catches. So, and, I, and spoiler uh, alert: one of the coolest things you'll ever see after Wiggy makes the catch, they uh-huh. run up to spike the ball. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady on the world stage, having just orchestrated the greatest two-minute drill in the history mm-hmm. of the New England Patriots, mm-hmm. about to have one of the great upsets in NFL history, mm-hmm. spikes the football, and then like a pillow, laces out, it lands right, right back on his hand, and he hands it right. to the ref. One of the coolest things in the history of the NFL. Uh, and, and so, and just like the Spygate Randy Moss, when Brady looked to him and said, I'm coming to you, do this, he said the same thing to me before the catch. But I digress. Two things I took. Bill Parcells, love Bill Parcells. He obviously gave me my opportunity, but it looked like they held him at gunpoint to do this. Yeah, and they made he, him look bad. I don't think he wanted to do it. No, not one bit. And the second thing, I know it's called Spygate, but I feel like it was just a little bit of Spygate. It was more of Spygate that birthed the undefeated season. Because it was more, Spygate was more about that undefeated season than it was about the actual Spygate stuff. Well, you mean the anger yes. that that led to um, the the team in general right. going out there and showing right. and showing the league exactly what a, they were without cheating. Right, because a lot of guys didn't really like the guys that they had on whether it was Teddy or Randy didn't really mention like the Spygate stuff. They just talked about yeah, but the but it was good. Like the Ernie Adams stuff that's in there is good. Yep, yep. Um, the I mean, I I think it's a little unbelievable when it comes to the individual who destroyed the tapes. And I'm trying not to give any spoilers. And the way in which the tapes were allegedly destroyed yeah. sounds sounds a tad bit unbelievable to me. It felt like they were um, trying to do whatever they could to bring her. Or him. The, yeah. or him. But <laughs> yeah. I'm just curious. Yeah. We didn't work together, obviously, at the time. You were in the NFL. Mm-hmm. What was your reaction to Spygate, and what was the reaction of people that you knew around the NFL? My reaction was, like, this is what all coaches do. Like, you're given signs on the sideline. Like, everybody can see it. Like, we all like, – we didn't get the actual, like – video of it you know how like people talk about the videos like we didn't get to see any of that if this was something that they were using the coaches they were breaking the film down you mean when you were there yeah when i was there or even when i was at other places like we weren't seeing any type of videos uh, videos calling signals yeah so we were getting we weren't getting that well that though they weren't right because ernie adams would go through it right 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 that's what i mean so as players you kind of felt like all right this is just like you know in major league baseball they have you know the unwritten rule like well if we're giving our signs on the sidelines we should be changing them up every week let's not be morons and you know give the same signs where people can get that so at for players it really didn't affect us there were players in the league, though, that teammates of mine that felt like New England was like they were just like, oh, they cheated to win. Brady was a system guy. Like he ended up having some of that throughout his career during that time. Um, but as far as players, I think, you know, the majority of us were like, we don't even know about this. Like, yeah. what, what are you even talking about? We go out there and, you know, we get a lot of the, we kind of have an idea of what teams are doing anyways. If you keep giving the same signals, you're the moron for doing that. Well, right. I mean, I you know, take away 
uh, certainly from the Spygate episode, if you need someone to bury a body for you, Ernie Adams is mm-hmm. the guy to bury the body for you. But here's the issue. Hey, man, Scott Pioli. Uh, yeah. He hurt himself uh, in this. Like, I don't think he did. Oh, of course he did. Why would he say, I'm going to the grave with some things? Just don't say anything. Yeah, he did make it sound like there I was like, a... I like the fact that he said that. But, but he is incriminating if you're, if you're, himself. Right, if you don't want to be incriminating... Why would you I, say that? Yeah, that was a, that was the one. Th- I took that away from it, too. Like, well, why would you even, like, don't ask about this. I'm not talking about Because that means, like, well, then there's something there. The thing that I really took away from the Spygate episode, and I, I think we all know about it, but you really get to see it again, and you get to hear it from the players, was the Super Bowl and how close they, like, the sack to Eli Manning oh, was God. like how close that was like yeah. the David Tyreek, but just to get the feelings from the players that were on the team and then the throw to Randy Moss, like how he talks about it, like how that lives with players. Yeah. Yeah. That was really interesting. Cause being on the other side, losing in new England when I was f- with Carolina, it stung but they were undefeated, so the sting of that has got to be even, you know. I, I said, I've lost the Super Bowl, and you think about all the things you could have done right, but to be undefeated. Right. Not only undefeated, that you have Eli Manning in your grasp, where yes. Asante Samuel has an interception go between his right. fingers. That, that The way that the, the documentary gives you the feeling of the vitriol at, that stadium in Glendale for Super Bowl 42, yeah. that it was truly the Patriots against the world. And what is noteworthy to me is that from that point forward, the national media never got over the fact that the Patriots still kept winning, that everything that they had been saying led to the Patriots' success yeah. had been corrected, had been you know uh, adjudicated, and the Patriots kept winning. In my life, there will never be another team that will be as hated as the Patriots were for the past 20 years. Uh, it's, it, it, the, the, Yankees, chi- the Chiefs are getting there. No, nah, yeah, about? Yeah, Paris is right now. That were you, but on the national... I like, can't stand that, Kelsey. Because uh, the... <laughs> What does Michael Strahan call them? And by the way, why is it a news story that Jason Kelsey ran a 5K? Who gives a damn? Like, why is that in my feed? I did not know that. Anyway, carry on. But the what what Michael Strahan called them in the the episode just goes to show you how bad the world and the league hated New England. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, two new episodes out. You probably talk more about it Monday when everybody's had a chance to see all of them and get into specifics on it. Curtis, another correction. I don't know if it's accurate or not, but the, the Ray Rice thing was long after Spygate, everybody's saying. I, I don't know. Uh, Ray Rice. I think Ray Rice might have been like 2012. Oh. Yeah. What was he? Well, maybe well, maybe that was the flake gate. What did, what, his, what did Roger Goodell and Kraft help out with? Um, oh, I think maybe Ray Rice. I'm sorry. I got the timeline confused. Goodell did a solid to Bill. And then Bill did a solid to Goodell. I'm sorry, Robert did a solid. So Robert Kraft was helped by Goodell early on with the way in which they destroyed the tapes. Mm-hmm. And then Robert Kraft publicly supported Goodell when he found himself mired in the Ray to, Rice. Oh, okay. Oh, in the Ray Rice. Thing. Right. So right. I, okay. I, I flipped those in my head. Yeah. Yeah. I apologize. All right. All right. We got to take a break. 
Coming up at 10, it is Gresh and Foyer, and they will be joined by Alex Cora, manager of the Boston Red Sox at 12.10 here today on Boston Sports Original WEEI. What are we doing with Chris Curtis, in which Curtis asks a question about the point that we have reached as a society? And today, a question about uh, what one city here in Massachusetts is paying tribute to using their COVID funds. So we'll get to that coming up. This is Anthony from Florida. Hello, Anthony. Good morning, all. What's up? Uh, not too much. We're planning on for a couple of weeks to go to the road show and was wondering if at the show between six and 10, are we going to be allowed in? Uh, I, I have yet to, we got to get an answer from the Red Sox and from the, the bland manager, Ken Laird on this. I don't know. Bland Curtis. manager has been texting me. Like, <laughs> no, has he, he's been what? He's, he's been texting? texting me. He's like, hey, did you see this Jack Edwards story? I'm like, yeah, it was my lead yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> is he on vacation, Ken? I don't or know. What, I mean, what is Ken, he, is... you work, you get, you, you got to uh, enjoy some time off with the fam. <laughs> um, I, I, listen, I don't know if the, if the Red Sox are down with it. Yes. But the problem is when we do the show from JetBlue Park, it's been a few years because, you know, pandemic, uh, we're doing it in like the one of the broadcast booths, so there's not really a ton of room for people. Right. I would love to do it on the field, but I don't want to in, interfere with the high activity that is going on when it comes to uh, the the players. Well, the high so, activity usually involves Wiggy. <laughs> I see, yes, so uh, no, or Alex Verdugo. That's right. Uh, but um, I don't know. I uh, definitely an opportunity to hang out Thursday night next week. At Orin Iron in Naples, we'll be there from five to seven, and that I understand is an extraordinary spot, and it's uh, same group of incredible people who created the One Ten Grill and the Viva Trattoria, and so uh, you can mm-hmm. come hang out with us then. Yep. If Curtis is able to make it possible for you to hang out at the ballpark, he will talk to Sam Kennedy about that later yeah. on. I'm sort of the liaison to help iron things out. The Red Sox love me. I deal with them directly. <laughs> hang out with us at the Gator Farm. Uh, that's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. See Curtis wrestle a gator. Uh, this is Fred. Hello, Fred. Hey, Greg. Good morning. How are you? What's up, Fred? So I just came back from Naples a few weeks ago and went on an airboat ride uh, in the Everglades, and it was amazing. It was called Captain Mitch's, M-I-T-C-H-S, and it was right on 41 in Naples. Did you see? And we saw at least a dozen dozen alligators and and a couple of anacondas. Okay. Oh, wow. And you saw the anaconda as well. Okay. All right. That's what we're doing then. That's going to be the, I think everybody's in agreement anyway. That's the group activity. All right. Uh, I mean, I think that sounds to me like that's the group activity. I can't. I'd like to see an anaconda. You know, the snakes are massive. Yeah, but I mean, where do you see? It's just floating along in the. In well, maybe the, it's climbing in, up a tree or something. Yeah, I mean that you'd like to see that. That's, yeah, I've never yeah. seen an anaconda in person. Anaconda? <laughs> <laughs> huh? Yes. Oh yeah, the uh, song. Yeah. Uh, this Get is, your mind out of the gutter. This is Rob. <laughs> Hello, Rob. 
How are we doing, guys? What's up, Rob? A couple of pointers. Uh, Everglades, great. Um, around this time, you may or may not see some alligators, so hit up Alligator Alley. If you do go to the Everglades, stop at Publix first. A Publix sub is the best thing you could ever of eat. Of course. Mm, um, pub sub. Classic. Norman Love. They have the greatest chocolate. They're right next to JetBlue Park, and they make great gelato. Mm, Wiggy, okay. I know you mentioned Twin Peaks. Believe it or not, Hooters was actually made in Florida, and Hooters in Florida is like a thousand times better. Okay. Do not go to a strip club on Martin Luther King Boulevard. We you know wherever you are in any state, you stay away from that street. Oh, God, that was a Jerry special. If you want a quick, that sounds like a good strip a club. Stop, <laughs> if you want a quick stop, it's uh, Sun Harvest Citrus. They make their own orange juice. You can actually have some soft serve, which is phenomenal. And this place is right near JetBlue Park also. Uh, it's called Two Meatballs in a Kitchen. It's there. a local, like, Italian spot. It's great. Oh, okay. wait, Curtis, you've been there? We went there as a show. We did? Yeah. Two Meatballs in a Kitchen? With, with Danielle, we were in, like, a booth. It was like uh, we waited in line to get the table. It was late, took a while, but then we were happy we went. It was yeah. in, like, a... I don't question my memory. Everything about I do remember Ray Rice that. that. Yes, that's also I think uh, how they are now referring to the picture of Casey Schmidt in the new uh, unif- <laughs> in the new uniform. All right. Uh, th- what is that? Anaconda. <laughs> oh my lord! Did you just miss is all he... that, Wiggy? No, I, is I he got with it. us. Or I, I got two oh, meatballs. Curtis gets upset at callers. I, I Wiggy's, Wiggy's listening to something that happened twelve minutes ago. I just. I got to listen to that guy for we, 15 we, we minutes. Just, just, we just got to get that everybody back together Monday. I got the two Monday. meatball I references. Just, yeah, people, you know, you got to try. It's a it's I All right, we got to take a break. Oh, I uh, think we, like, we hung up on him too soon. He was going to yeah. give us what to do for lunch tomorrow. Great tour guide. <laughs> God, I got we it. Will, we will get to what are we doing with Chris Curtis next. It's Gerald waiting to that good ship and true was a bone to be chewed when the gales of November came early. The ship was the pride of the American side, coming back from some mill in Wisconsin. As the big freighters go, it was bigger than most, with a crew and good captain well seasoned. Concluding some terms with a couple of steel firms When they left fully loaded for Cleveland Then later that night when the ship's bell rang Could it be the north wind they'd been feeling? Arguably, emergency top five number one best maritime song, Shime, from Gord's Gold. Thank you. Gord, the great Gordon Lightfoot, Curtis. I'm sure you knew that. Oh, I mean Gordo. You call him Gordo, <laughs> I believe. Uh, <laughs> How are the blueberries, by the way? Health oh, man over excellent. here. I, it's all I had. I didn't have time to make a smoothie this morning, so I grabbed a chunk of blueberries and, uh, like Shime and his barbecue crisps, I am uh, enjoying them during the program. Blueberries are delightful. Good job. Blueberries are uh, antioxidant rich, Shime, just in case you're wondering. I am very aware. Okay. The blueberry muffin may be one of our great local staples. Uh, you mean the one that they used to make at Jordan's? Yeah. Like the legendary blueberry muffin at Jordan Marsh? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you can't do it much better than that, Wiggs. I don't think I've ever had one, but I like You've never had a blueberry muffin? No, I've had, but not Oh, not from, the Jordan Marsh. Yeah. Okay. 
Never made the trip over from East Boston over to uh, downtown Crossing and the old Jordan Marsh to get the blueberry muffin. Your mom, your mom's mm-hmm. never did that. No, no, we went to downtown Crossing, but not for the Jordan not for the Marsh blue, for the Jordan Marsh blueberry <laughs> muffins. Rest in peace. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's plural. Downtown Crossings. <laughs> That's where we used to hang out. We used to yeah. go down there. It was the Strawberry Records down there? Yeah, I used yes, to go there all was. the time. Yeah, we yes, used to love there strawberries. Uh-huh. There was a sneaker store. We used to get our jackets from down there. Mm-hmm. Our Sherlins. I forget what the sneakers, the name of the sneaker store was. Um, all right. Courtney is back on Monday, and we will be in Florida at JetBlue Park on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday next week with the Boston Red Sox as spring training is officially underway game-wise this evening. Red Sox and the, uh, and the Huskies of Northeastern. Uh, Do you want to see the lineup? Ken sent me the Red Sox lineup. Have you wagered on on, on that one, Sean? (laughs) No. No, I have not. Uh, uh, Yeah, Ken sent you the lineup? Yeah. uh, I don't. uh, Hamilton, York, Contreras, Rozier, Hickey, Kalozaverni, the DH, Mm -hmm. Mydoff, Cavanis, Sykes. I don't know a single person. What the Red Sox have, but if you're if you're in the area, I would right. say go check it out. Just like considered their first preseason game. Yep. Yes. So it All used right. to be BC that would always get it. Now Northeastern's trying to get it on the action. Right. So I'm sure Ken is the Husky himself, very excited for yeah. the Red Sox new campaign that gets underway officially, unofficially in spring training today. What is your expectation for the Red Sox? Yes, pain. Mm-hmm. I I, uh, I would say four out of five years in last place is a good bet. And my win total would be 74. Wow. Mm. Take the under. Yeah, I, the, I, I think that. they said it's like 78 and a half or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I take the under. Baseball Brett is taking the over because he has a feeling about this team. You know, there's a little itch that I want to scratch with the over, too. I just can't see them finishing. That would be, what, three years in a row finishing in last place, correct? Uh, you can't, no, it's three out of four. No, but I'm yes. saying that this would be... Yeah, 22, they have finished, 23, They have finished three out of four of the last seasons in last place. I placed a bet on the Red Sox to finish as the worst team in baseball at 100 to 1. Jeez, thanks for the encouragement. You're welcome. Um, I just can't see them going three seasons in a row, last place, last place, last place. That's what this would be, right? Right, because 2022, 2023, this would be 2024. Right, yeah. so I just can't see them doing that. There's no way they go last place, last place, last place. So I'm going to go with baseball, Brett. I'm going to take the over on this one, especially 78 and a half. I think that's what it is. I'll double check. All right, I'll jump all over that. I, but again, like. It's 79 and a half. All right, I'll still jump all over it. They just haven't addressed the pitching situation, and they've subtracted. Right. Like, I mean. You brought up this guy's name, the pitcher guy. Jordan Montgomery? Yes. What if Brian Bale's your ace? And what if Whitlock? You're still down. If you look at the sum total of what Craig Breslow has done, Uh you are down one starting pitcher. Okay? Okay. Because you got rid of two and you added one. Right. Um, and so I get it, you know, the Chris Sale deal, you, you know, you, you, that helps you in the future when it comes to, to, uh, dollars expended, but so you still have to convince me Mm -hmm. that you're, you know, by subtraction, you're going to get better when it comes to pitching. 
Well, what if your expectations are as an organization? Do you that, think that? Do you really think that Brian Bayo is going to be ace like this season? I that's my expectation. Because if you're you're if you're saying he's the next baby Pedro, my expectation was Yamamoto was supposed to be that, right? Aren't they similar? Aren't they close in age? Them too, right? I so have no idea, right? I, but but I'm saying you, I I was my expectations were if you got Yamamoto based on what they talk say about him that. He's the next big thing. If they're saying that about a guy you already have in your system and Brian Bale, I expect him to be that ace. Here's the one way I see this team overachieving, and it's if they get get together, watch Major League, and say, we are going to do this in spite of John Henry. We hate that man. Just like in Major League, they hated the, the female who had taken over ownership of the Cleveland Indians. And they go out and they sort of do it as a middle finger where Core is in a walk here, so he wants to have a good season or at least a representative season before he becomes a managerial free agent. And you have the team sort of galvanize against those that doubt them. It's something they tried to do. If you remember at the conclusion of spring training last year, Alex Cora had that press conference like, oh, nobody thinks we can do anything, yeah, and he yeah. kind of took it personally. Well, Trevor Story said it this week yeah. or whatever. Yeah. You know, Trevor Story yeah. strikes me as a, it's, as a dud. It's dangerous. But, it's dangerous to underestimate us. Right. It's, it's dangerous to wear those pants in public. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, if you look at Devers and Story, and I guess I'd include uh, Cassis in that, those guys ought to have pretty good major league mm-hmm. seasons. Yeah, the hitting is, wasn't the issue last year. You know, you, you Yoshido did well, and you brought up some of those other names. It's always been about their pitching. So if my expectations are, and Bale's a year younger than Yamamoto, and I'm not, you know, saying that he's going to be better or what, I don't know. But if your expectation as an organization is that he makes that next step to becoming an ace, then you have guys like, you know, that are on that rotation, whether it's Whitlock, Pavetta, Tanner Hawk, to step up and somebody say, okay, I'm going to grab that next spot, that second, third uh, rotation spot as a starting pitcher. Your closing situation looks pretty good, right? You got one guy who we don't know he's gonna when, when he'll be back, but he was a former All-Star. We all think Canley Jensen is really good. So your closing situation is good. We still got to see what the bullpen is. So my expectations are if your rotation is good and they can get you deep into that bullpen and you got a guy like Bayo who you have a lot of expectations for and if we're calling him the next baby Pedro. Stop it with the baby Pedro. I'm going to just start drinking. I don't know. I'm not the baseball guy. All right. Pedro Martinez is the best pitcher I've ever seen with my own two eyes. But that's what we do. We compare players to everybody. Here's the issue, Wiggy, with all your your positive thought, and I love it. I'm asking the question. Here's the issue. The, The Orioles are better. The Yankees are better. The Blue Jays are already really talented. Mm-hmm. The Huskies are better. The Huskies are better. <laughs> I mean, like, you want, I'm looking at the win totals, Shime. You're the gambling guy. I see 86.5 for Toronto, and I want to hammer the over on that. Like, I know they're always been wasted talent, but I feel like the Blue Jays are much better than the Well, that was going to be my team. question. Like, if Wiggy, if you're, if you're serious about taking the over like baseball Brett is, yep. who are they beating on a regular basis in the division? Not the Yankees. I think they could beat the Orioles. 
The Orioles are better than they were last year. What, the Orioles, what, what, even when the Orioles sucked, the Red Sox. What was their split last year with the Yankees? I think they did pretty well against the Yankees last year. The Yankees year. got better. The Yankees went out and got better. Ah, it's still the Yankees. We don't know what uh, Giancarlo Stanton's going to be. I, I mean, Sox were nine and four against the Bombers right, last year. Right. So we, it, the Yankees, they, we always look at the Yankees because they go out and sign talent. Who was the guy they acquired this year? Was it um, Juan Soto? Right. Right, so yes, they made a move. You expect them to get better. That's why I said this. One of my lead wa- was it's going to really be on the shoulder of the young kid. Yeah. I won't call him Baby Pedro no more because yeah. I know that you know lights people up. But I'm just getting that from the baseball right. people. Yep. All right. Well, um, we will be there Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, talking to all of or most of your Boston Red Sox players on this very program. Let's get to this. And now. What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? I mean, that's the dumbest argument I've ever heard. What are we doing? LB, what are you doing? On WEEI. What are we doing? From time to time on the show, Curtis asks a question about the point that we have reached as a society. And what is the question this morning, Curtis? Well, I could say, what are we doing every day for the rest of my life in Brookline? It is the People's Republic, and it is a bizarre place. Mm -hmm. But even for Brookline, this seems totally idiotic. So I guess there's excess COVID relief funds that are hanging around the the coffers of the Uh Brookline town clerk. Okay. So, you know, what do you think they could use that on? Maybe fix potholes? Mm -hmm. Sure. But that would incentivize driving a gas guzzler. They could maybe go to youth sports equipment, you know. That'd be good. What about... about some migrant families taking a migrant family or need, two who might need the the excess COVID no, funds. No, Brookline moms they love doing that for for, but they really would prefer to close the Roxbury Community Center because that's more important. So, in lieu of that, they are going to commemorate the turkey, which is a huge figure, I guess, in Brookline because they're all over the streets in the backyards. Okay, so they are going to commission artists, pay them a thousand dollars each to create 10 turkey statues are we serious <laughs> i swear to god james's life wow so they have ten thousand dollars i'm guessing in excess covid funds mm-hmm. and they're going to use those funds to get artists to create giant turkey statues which will be all over the city of brooklyn right they are going to okay. create 10 larger than life fiberglass turkey art installations, which is just a douchey way to say statue, (laughs) and placing them in popular areas in town. Uh Oh, my God. It Uh, is... What a waste of money. Right. Well, of course it's a waste of money, but it's also... If you have COVID relief funds that are just sitting around, why don't you give that back? Can't you get some kids to draw up uh, some turkeys and make you some paper mache turkeys you can put out there? You could do the old hand turkey that we used to do in kindergarten. (laughs) Right, exactly. I made a few of those. With the finger paint. Yep. And the feathers. Save yourself some bread. We have any audio on this, Shime? Yes, we do. From uh, a resident, Victoria Simons on WBZ. The pandemic taught us that being outside is healthier, it's good to be outside, and anything that brings people together but outside is only going to be good and healthy. (laughs) 
What the <laughs> hell? Can you play that again? What is she talking about? Why are you She's making... trying to tie it into the COVID funds. But how are you going to be... In Brooklyn, they shut down the basketball courts. They wouldn't let you go play outside during COVID. What is she talking about? The pandemic taught us that being outside is healthier. It's good to be outside. And anything that brings people together but outside is only going to be good and healthy. Turkey statues bring people together? These people are absolutely nuts. Absolutely nuts. Listen, we have a giant crisis going on with migrant families. Take all of the leftover COVID funds Uh that all of the towns and cities in Massachusetts got from the federal government. And when I say got from the federal government, they got it from your paycheck and Chimes and Curtis's and mine and everybody else's. They should take that money and use it to support these families rather oh, than oh, going oh, oh. and get... Going, now we're turning into New York. No, it's, I mean, they're, they're paying it anyway. You understand <laughs> I mean, that? You understand that, give right? Give me $5,000, uh, $10,000 and a little bit of... Uh, where do you think the money's coming from? The $2 billion that I know is being where it's spent on from. migrant families right now. Where do you think it's coming I from? I know where it's coming from. It's they're coming going, from us. Yes, it's coming from you. But br- send it back to me. They're not going to do that, Wiggy. They've already shown you. They're not. They opened the, 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 the gates up and everybody's coming to Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Welcome. But does yeah. that mean I have to support you? Mm-hmm. I mean, at the, in this, what's going on in New York right now, they got $53 million and they're saying, all right, each family's getting 10 grand. There was a story in the New York Times yesterday that one in four children in New York City live below the poverty line. And we are doing things like this. It yeah. is so absurd. It's absurd. Nuts. The cognitive dissonance required. To sit back and say we're going to use ten thousand dollars for fiberglass lifelike installations of turkeys mm. when like it's just putting burning money on fire. I might do one of those protest things that they do at the Louvre. Yes, and pour gravy all over the turkey statues. You know what? We should go <laughs> and, and mashed potatoes. We should take Shimes mashed potatoes and fling it at the turkeys. Yeah. All right. Well. Some incredible turkey installations coming soon to Brookline. Thank you, Curtis. That's what are we doing. Uh, And here is Shime with what is trending this hour. Gresh and Fourier. Weekdays 10 to 2. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. The Bruins lost 3-2 in overtime last night to the Flames. Charlie Coyle had both goals in the game for the Bees. They're off today before they head to Vancouver to take on the Canucks tomorrow. All-star break, Russ, not for the Celtics. They got the win in Chicago against the Bulls last night, 129-112. Friend of the program, Derek White, had a game-high 28 points. That makes it seven straight wins for your Celtics as they head to New York. Take on the Knicks tomorrow night. Tip-off for that one is at 8.30. Also... That solidifies no jinx on this program when it comes to Derek White and others. On well this sh- on this show last Friday, goes out and has an umbrella. Yeah. Or, 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 sorry. When was he on? Tuesday of this week. Yeah. And goes out and has a great game. Ball out. No, no jinx. So then players should be on with us more often. Correct. Then they lead the next game that they're Correct. on. Correct. No Correct. jinx. Perfect. And the New England Revolution head to D.C. to take on D.C. United tomorrow for their MLS regular season opener. That's what's trending. Here's Curtis with your weather. Are you guys checking a bag? I hope not when we fly out on Tuesday. Uh, I might. I'd no. like to. Um, I'm going to uh, ask Santo about the best way to do that. So I might. Simple, because it's a sh- if the weather's that nice, it's like shorts, shorts, right. shorts. Well, I'm, I- I'm staying for longer. Oh, okay. Well, that's different. Oh, so I have to go to the Red Sox partners. Uh, Red Sox partners weekend. It's work. Oh yeah. So I have to go to that. Uh, so I will need probably more 
white t-shirts, and several bathing suit options. The reason I ask is there's a new fee. It's up to 45 bucks a bag. I just got the breaking news. So 10 quid auto if you're doing that. But right now, the weather here in Boston is a little brisk out there. 39 degrees afternoon high, a cloudy 44. Celtics sailing into the postseason. They, uh, with relative ease, get the win streak to seven. And we talked about that earlier. Talked about the Bruins and an unfortunate overtime loss. Talked a lot about that this morning. And Red Sox finally with an actual game to play, although it is uh, against the Huskies of Northeastern University. Mm-hmm. So. Um, there is a lot going on. You could talk about all of that all day long here on Boston Sports Original WEEI. This is Coach from the 603 with our own Coach Wiggins. Hello, Coach. How are you, Greg and, and company? What's Curtis, I loved, your, I loved your Major League reference. Um, but if you remember in the movie, when they got on a hot streak down the end, they had a life-size cutout of the kind of hot owner, um, and they started peeling back puzzle pieces to try to get her nude. I, I, I don't know about you, but I don't want to see John Henry. I'm going to suggest we substitute Courtney based on her comments earlier in the week. Uh, and then lastly, on a serious note, uh, I don't know why nobody talks about Jaron Duran. This dude could be a five-tool stud superstar. My prediction is if he stays healthy mentally and physically, we may see him take a run at an MVP in a few years. I love the dude. Love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, Alex Cora talked about him Mm -hmm. a little bit this week, actually, and about um, he spent most of – Last year in Worcester, mm-hmm. right? No, he he was good. Then he got hurt. I yep. mean, I, I think Jaron Duran was a guy that we mocked relentlessly at the end of the 2022 season. He missed a fly ball or two, and then he blamed yes. it on the lights and all that. But I thought he was very good last year. He seems to he be got easy. hot like like I, I want to say at one point in the season. Oh, he was great. He, yeah. I mean, he, he had a very good season. He he was a guy that was a one of the few bright signs of optimism right. for the future of the Red I think Sox last Most year. Red Sox fans, I think their their main focus is and we've been talking about it, I guess we'll continue to talk about it, is what does the starting pitching look like? Right. That's gonna be the key to this team. You know, and if they do what they did last year, they the pitching actually started off pretty hot. The starting pitching and it was their bats that were struggling in the beginning of the season. So <laughs> Let's see what happens. Well, Greg's hot with with Sox talk, so yeah. he's going to be deep dive. Listen, I have it's well documented of the four. Not my favorite, but um, I enjoy. You know, I really enjoy the atmosphere uh, when going to Fenway Park, mm-hmm. Curtis. There's a lot of other things besides the baseball over there that one can enjoy. Like you could probably enjoy everything say, more it's, than it's, the baseball. <laughs> I mean, it really is a very friendly atmosphere at the old ballpark. Greg, is it a bad sign that the obstructed view seats are more expensive than the non-obstructed view when it comes to the team on the field? But honestly, like, Fenway, rightly so, Mm -hmm. is is criticized when it comes to the space that one has for their their dumper. Yeah. it's really not that better a- a- anywhere else when it comes to the the arenas in this 
uh, in this region. Like, have you ever tried to sit in the low sheets at the garden? They, those are those are crammed in. Well, oh, shy mouth thinks they're spacious. The What's that? Everybody's talking at once. What? I went like a week and a half or so ago, and I thought the seats were great. Yeah. The load right. seats are fine. That's because Shime's lost a lot of weight. <laughs> You're right. I fit perfectly in that seat. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I I don't I don't get lost in bitching about Fenway. I think they've done an amazing job. If you want to rip this ownership group, you certainly can for a million things, and I have. But Fenway Park, where it is today versus where it was before mm-hmm. they arrived, is not even in the same strategy. I'd like a new ballpark, though. It's not going to happen. I know, but I I mean, it would be nice to 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 kind of because the seats are extreme for a, a larger person. The streets are the seats are very tight, no matter where you sit, unless you're sitting in a suite. But I could see I'd like a new ballpark. I know it won't happen, but maybe you could take some of the, you know, old stuff. And I'm not sure. I'm asking the question: Did they build a new ballpark in uh, Yankee Stadium? Isn't that a new ballpark? They built they, two in New York: yeah, City right. Field, replaced Shea, and then right. the new Yankee Stadium. So I, I, I don't see why. Fans, I think if you added a new element to the stadium and the, the Red Sox, well, you you'd have to build a new Fenway, right? They yes. own all the real estate there. They're not going like, to move somewhere else. Yeah, they're not like you, you can't at this point. It's it's not. It's never going to happen. Like it, unless you're going to build it simultaneously while you're u- utilizing old Fenway. Like I, I like there. Are you talking about like? You know, that like for instance, how they wanted to put the the Gillette in the mm-hmm. seaport. Yeah, I'm talking about a completely new stadium somewhere in the city, if there, where there, it, where there might be some excess land that you can utilize, and you could play in the old one until the new ones the new ones built. That's what I think. I mean, I I know people love the whole, but you could you know, build a new green monster. You could still have all those elements. Of um of the old ballpark, but just well, you'd have to probably bring the monster there. Like you'd have you to bring all the things that you know the pesky pole. You have to bring all the things that make Fenway historical. Because if you're the Red Sox and you're looking at a considerable portion of attendance being based on tourists and those who want to see the ballpark. You lose that when you build a new ballpark. It's just not going to happen. The new Yankee Stadium sucks compared to the old Yankee Stadium. It's lost all the field. They're but not going to do, you do it. They lose been... that though. Yes, look at the new Yankee Stadium. I, I don't. Okay, yeah, so it's, it's a it's a because I feel hole in I feel terms like... of no feel, no energy. The old building was so much better. You were on top of each other. Now you have that like moat of billionaires that mm. don't even show up. So all you see is empty big leather chairs behind home plate. Well, maybe it's just maybe it's a different sport. Maybe it's different in football. I feel like people like to go to newer stadiums. So maybe that's just it. Like they're building this new um, like even in, in basketball, they're building the new Lakers and uh, facilities and the Clippers facilities. I feel like people are going to be excited to go to this new facilities. Maybe just baseball. It's just one of those sports where people love to go to their old ballparks. Wiggy, morning campers in the Twitch chat says you have started the dumbest topic ever. Yeah. What's that? New stadium? New, new Fenway. Yeah, it's not oh. going to happen. Well, I'm just Better throwing... shot that I arrive Monday with a full head of hair. All right. Well, then keep. don't complain about them tight-ass seats then. I don't want to hear no complaining. <laughs> I don't ever complain no, about No, no, I'm Fenway. not saying you. I'm saying uh, people that are in yeah. the, the the chat or wherever. I don't want to hear no complain. I can't see around this pole that I'm sitting behind. Well, well you can complain, but it doesn't mean <laughs> no. it's just not going to change. No, you should complain. You should be happy that you're seated, sitting in seats that have been there since, you know, for over 100 years. 
and you can't see because there's a giant brick uh, pillared in front of you. Right. I, because I want the Red Sox to be better, does that mean I can't watch them? No, what, what do you mean? You said you can't complain no. about Fenway if you complain about the seats. Yeah, if you're going to games, don't, don't complain. But why? If you want to go to the game, you should be able to complain about anything. Because, you no, you shouldn't be complaining about the f- facilities when you are saying we don't not want a new ballpark. All right. I don't want – you could bitch and complain about the team okay. not performing well, but don't bitch and complain about Fenway, the facilities being a crappy facilities and how everything's old and this and that. But yet, when I bring up, hey, why not build a new stadium? You're like, oh, wow, can't do that. Well, reminder that Alex Cora will join Grecian Foyer a little bit after noon today. And certainly, um, I'm, I'm sure they will ask about Alex Verdugo and some of uh, his comments. AC wrote, wrote him hard and uh, was a little hard on him. And expected him to be on time all the time. Uh, what a jackass. Yeah. Uh, and so Alex Cora will be on this radio station at 12.10 today. This is Phil from Marlboro. What's up, Phil? How you doing, guys? Hey. I enjoy your show. I'm going to be real quick. I think the Red Sox think they have a monopoly on the city. It's time we bring in a National League team and put the facility <laughs> over by... Bunker Hill Community College and the Hood Plant. Thank you. <laughs> I don't see that happening, but no. yeah, I don't see that happening. They're not going to be building a new stadium. Uh, there's a better shot of John Henry selling the team to Greg Hill. How many How many cities are left that have both both a National and American League team? New York, Chicago, Chicago. L.A. Not many, right? That's it. City, that it? Yeah. Texas, Texas must. Well, they, I mean, in the state, yeah, the state, yeah. split it up statewide. Yeah, because then I would, then you could say Pennsylvania. Yep, they have the Phillies. Yeah, and the, Phillies. And the, and the, and the Pirates. Uh, Pirates. Pirates. You have um, Ohio has the Cleveland Indians and the Cincinnati Reds. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but citywide, they're not going to get another team. They're not going to get Massachusetts <laughs> is. Like, oh, my goodness, I don't know what's going on today. Well, no, no, maybe they, Fenway Sports Group. What? What do you mean what's going on? I, I don't know. Like, these, some of these like these ideas from the listeners have been oh. bizarre. Oh, I, I mean, I, I, I just had an idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I maybe, And I disagree with it. Is that okay? <laughs> well, we know Oakland wants out of, like, so I, it wouldn't have to be another necessarily a new franchise, right? Could it be someplace that wanted to move? Because we know Oakland wants to leave Oakland. I know that they, they're eyeing Vegas. But maybe a place like, and I'm not going to, I don't think you could use Tampa Bay, but don't they want to get out of there? Mm-hmm. Don't the Devil Rays want to yeah. be out? So maybe there might be a national team playing somewhere that's like, yeah. man, we want to get out of here. And the, somebody goes, wow, think about how many baseball fans are in Massachusetts, especially in the Boston area? Could we do it? Fenway Sports Group could own both teams. Yeah, I would. I listen. I'm not like you, saw, you know. Like I know it rubs Courtney the wrong okay way. I know it rubs Courtney, but a lot of these billionaire owners own multiple teams and multiple sports. So I have no issues with that. I got no issues with that at all. And that's called being a good business person. Uh, yeah. Diversify your portfolio. That's why John Henry's a billionaire and I'm sitting here flapping my gums. Well, I mean, okay. Yeah, I guess so. But I, I am. It's true. We, we're sitting here. You're living off your pops. I'm flapping the gums. You know, I'm hoping that, the you know, the I'm going to, you know, say I'm a, a migrant. See if I can get a couple extra bucks. 
I mean, you know, Greg's living good, but John Henry. I mean, he's he's living the life, brother. What a bizarre day. Uh, uh, yeah, I agree. I don't know what you just said, but I agree wholeheartedly with it. No, no, because I, I, Courtney and I think I'm not with, not sure what Greg is, and you are too, Curtis. You're always like, oh, owners, sports owners should never own other teams, or they, you know, because now they're focused on this. And I'd say a lot of these real savvy business and sports owners own multiple teams. Look at the crowd. Okay but, but, okay, but is there anybody? Mm hmm. In professional sports, if you want to have this discussion, that owns as many different entities as Fenway Sports Group. I would say the owner of uh, the Kroenke family. Yeah, they own. They, they own what? They own the Nuggets. They own the Rams. They own Arsenal. Uh, I think the Avalanche. They own uh, another, you know, soccer franchise or something like that. But I feel like you start to see a lot of these owners that do that. I mean, I don't know about every owner and what's in their portfolio. Yeah, so the Cranky Sports and Entertainment Group owns the Rams, the Nuggets, the Avalanche, the Rapids, the Mammoths, the Arsenal Football Club, and the Los Angeles Gladiators. I don't know what that is. Yeah. But. So, I mean, there, there's... and I bet Overwatch. If, Overwatch. Yeah, League. and I bet you if you probably Ooh, yeah. look into some other, especially now with soccer and being what it is, especially... Um, overseas, you see a lot of these owners are trying to get into that field as well. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, we will have all kinds of baseball talk for you next week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, from Fort Myers, from JetBlue Park. Uh, a three-day baseball-related road show, if you will, and we will be right back. Before we get out of here today, Curtis, it appears that AT&T is now blaming the nationwide cell phone carrier outage yesterday on a coding error. So uh, no bad actors involved, no attempted cyber attack on the United States of America. They were t- attempting to expand their network and some some sort of an IT person is to blame when it comes to their coding. So. But here's my question. An unspecified coding error requires 24 hours or 12 hours mm-hmm. to fix? You mean a near apocalypse? Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. It was a near apocalypse. Like apocalyptic. It was apocalyptic. Right. It's like the guy who hit the button in Hawaii. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, that's, you know, somebody hit a wrong button and a lot of our cell phone service went down and it was, uh-huh. I told you, I felt like something straight out of a zombie movie. Why don't we get AI to do the coding? Like, why don't we have them focus on that? <laughs> I mean, well, now you want people to lose their jobs and be replaced by robots. Well, if the coding error can't be re- rectified uh-huh. in 
15 minutes, it seems crazy. It's like, you know, when you're on JetBlue and they're like, we're going to reset the TV entertainment system to see if it works. Like, that is yeah, wild. You, sh- you shouldn't have issues with technology nowadays. It's not like that. Not not cell phone service has been around forever. Well, <laughs> Oh, that's the problem is that that's the whole entire discussion that we've been having is that you are relying way too much on one piece of technology. Right. When it comes to your entire life, you have no backup. Like I've seen these people. I don't know what the answer is, but these people who said yesterday has changed their life because they're going to need to find a backup way to to uh to live their lives after this in case this happens again right like what's the other what's the other alternative i i mean i you know but I, think about courtney he'll be back she'll be back monday poolside right yeah she says she talks to her mom eight to ten times a day yeah right every time she gets in her car she calls her mom her mom calls her so imagine the paralyzing anxiety when she gets in her car and she can't call her mom yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, th- th- uh, she we- would have to perhaps find a way around that during a during a nationwide outage. Do you know what stands I- out to me whenever I see those like World War II movies that people went away to fight in like Iwo Jima, right? And their spouse was home, and they would find out every couple months how they were doing. <laughs> yes. Or like there is a mass D Day, you know, mm. we're storming the beaches, and we wait until the evening standard comes out to mm. know how many Americans have perished in the most unbelievable battle of World War II. Whereas now if we don't know a score, if I click on the Patriots mm-hmm. and it takes two seconds to buffer, I lose my mind. And see it's apocalyptic. Uh, it's apocalyptic. You're in no pun intended, but you're in the baby stages of it. Because I get what Courtney's saying. Like as somebody who has older kids you want to be able to talk to them and communicate with them asap just to see how they're doing what's going on that kind of thing and i get where courtney's coming from a lot of a lot of women and um their moms they have this connection so you're still young but when you get when your kid gets older when if your cell phone goes out you're gonna feel like it's a uh a nationwide emergency, like, oh, I haven't talked to my kid. Is everything all right? What's going on? That's how I felt. I felt paralyzed in the fact that I couldn't talk to anybody. I was like, what? I got no service? What do I do? Did you get tired of talking to yourself? Oh, no, I could, you know, I know I always talk to myself. I think that's the best thing for people that, you know, right. when you, that my therapist says, talk to yourself. There's no cell phones. Wait, you have a therapist? Yeah, don't everybody. I thought no. everybody does. No, everybody does not. Hey, have you, a there's somebody you talk to. I, I sure I do. I don't. Yeah. I don't have a therapist. Yeah, you know. Oh, yeah, we're perfect. I, I, don't, I don't. I don't. But you know, there's no cell phone. I mean, no uh, pay phones no more. How long does your therapy session take? It must take you an hour to yeah, get, depends to get on through the day. one issue. It depends on the day. I, Sometimes does, you know. Does, is your therapist a man or a woman? Uh, I have a woman. Oh, you have two of them. No, no. Through the NFL, you could talk to multiple people. Okay. So sometimes I might get to talk to them. Do they ever get to talk, or is it just you talking? Well, the purpose of you going to a therapist is for you to talk and them to listen. See, but how come after you go through those sessions, you're not talked out when you get here? Because I'm never talked out. <laughs> never. <laughs> Truer words have I never don't been know. Stated. I don't know. Uh, many Bostonians, especially people from Eastie, uh-huh. we've learned you continue to talk. And then you continue to talk some more until you get your point across. Right. And it's just the way it is. And Greg, why are you lying? You absolutely have a therapist. You just saw him last week. His name's Egg Benedict. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. God, the fat jokes are just <laughs> unbelievable <laughs> coming from Shime. 
I just, I mean, you got to work on the delivery. I could have said a little bit. But I would have said Dr. Benedict or yeah, something like enough. that. Yeah, fair enough. Work on the delivery a little bit on that. So I, I get where people like myself and a lot of <laughs> Mr. us. Mr. Benedict, maybe. <laughs> of course. I, but go ahead. Anyway, what? We're in the apocalyptic state yesterday. We, we rely on that small four-inch thing that is in our hand. What are you talking about? The cell phone. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we rely on it. I can't right. live life without it. And I don't know how anybody could. And when we have these things, I expect there's nerds out there that can get me right back online. <laughs> I know. Greg longs for the days of calling Veterans Cab instead of just <laughs> clicking an Uber. Oh, man. That was the one thing about... The dynasty that was interesting. Oh, are you going to talk about the Tom Brady? Are we allowed to talk about that? Is I, yeah, that I don't think this, that's really. Is that a, in this episode? That's in the Spygate uh, episode. The New York City ankle thing? Yeah, the ankle thing. And he's just like jumping into a regular cab. I know. You remember those days? Well, it was pre-Uber. It was no right. such I, thing. I don't know how people. I, I was one of them. Like, it was so. Like, how you made it without Uber? It's wild. We were talking, Greg Wiggy, with our big boss, Mike Thomas, during a break yesterday about how different it was with the dynasty seeing the deflate gate and seeing the, uh, not deflate gate, the Super Bowl against the Rams. And we were talking about Wiggy and the snowball and how the footage is so grainy. Yeah. Because it was pre HD. Right. Like the amount of changes that have occurred over the last 20 years are more than the prior 200. Yeah. No, they're apocalyptic. Yeah. <laughs> You remember you had to wait 45 minutes for a cab to come get you? Mm-hmm. Right. Like apocalyptic. Yeah, apocalyptic. Now you can literally uh, see the live location of your pizza as it turns the corner right. to your house. <laughs> I mean, think of those days when a- you had a, you've had to first get the cab number, one that had cabs available, right. and say, hey, can I get a cab? And they were like, oh, it might be an hour. And then they'd honk once when they're downstairs. There was no text. That's it. It was just a honk. And if you weren't there, they they're kept out. on going. Yeah, and there was no bigger douche move back in the day than a guy that would steal the cab you called that is it all right well i gotta get out of here and get off to see my therapist frank bean <laughs> uh, i thought it was jim okay bean. okay okay shine uh thank you very much for listening today have a great weekend we're back on monday courtney's back on monday from florida gresh and foyer are next And the manager of the Boston Red Sox, Alex Cora, will be on this radio station with them at 1210. Thank you for listening on the radio. Thank you for streaming this show at WEEI.com. Thank you for listening on the Odyssey app. Thank you for watching this show on YouTube or on Twitch. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it 
in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 